0: welcome everyone to 1.21 and flux i am peter and joining me on this this epic movie discussion as matt
1: i was gonna be the apex predator but it looks like tim beat me to it
0: and uh tim is uh we've got his hair over his face he's always oh, in a shampoo commercial now what's, what's going on <laughs> is he worth it maybe he's worth it uh... <laughs> <laughs> I actually just mixed up two things, because it's maybe it's you Maybelline.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? make up. Okay. Anyway. Yes, uh, we're here to talk about movies. Uh, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. If you're expecting Connor, Connor is uh, still without a computer. He'll be back on content soon. We promise. Um, but uh, this will be obviously both a movie review on the YouTube channel, Millplus TV, but it'll also be going out on the Comics from the Multiverse uh, DC Comics podcast feed. Uh, which me and Matt and Connor do, because it's relevant to your comic booking interests. So, mm-hmm. uh, Tim, you're technically on the comic book podcast this week. Are you excited?
3: Get me out of here. I don't <laughs> don't talk about Hellboy. Ooh, actually, that
0: reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course it does. Uh, so we'll start Spoiler Free, as we always do. We're here to talk about Wonder Woman 1984, uh, the sequel, which was scheduled to come out a full year ago, and by all accounts was ready to go. It was shelved for a year. In fact, Patty Jenkins has spoken about how she regrets it being pushed in the first place. Uh, and not just because once they pushed it for whatever reason it was, then the pandemic pushed it again for the multiple times until we ended up here in December uh, with the Christmas release. But uh, here we Did are. Did you guys
3: not go out to the theater to see this?
2: <laughs> <Timmy>. <laughs> uh. yeah, so i went in
0: a hazmat suit tim yes hazmat suit uh so we'll start spoiler free i made a oh.
3: i made a wish uh that i could watch this on the big screen but then i immediately regretted it
0: what do you yeah. wish what do you wish <laughs> i'll tell you this if maxwell lord at any point in this movie had actually said as you wish after someone made a wish <laughs> i'd be rating it at least two points higher when we get to the end but of you, this
1: but you don't like Princess Bride.
0: That's not- a, that's a Wishmaster reference, Matt. How dare you.
1: It's also- As you wish,
0: it's also Princess Bride! No, Prime. no! It's Wishmaster 1, 2, 3, and 4! Uh, the hit horror franchise!
3: Yeah. Can't be more than two things. No,
1: not at all. <laughs> uh, just like this movie.
0: So, yes, what we Woman 1984 set in 1984, and all of the can of worms that might open, given that it's supposed to be set before other things that it's connected to. But that's a discussion we'll have you later. Know,
2: we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. have that later
0: right we'll basic go. basic premise of the film 1984 uh diana uh ends up in the middle of things she's working at a museum as a archaeologist slash something yeah like. she's a
1: cultural anthropologist so i think it's a good look for wonder woman because like we've sense. seen her being an, an, an yeah she's been an ambassador in the comics and um she's worked with the government in different capacities but she's never been a cultural anthropologist or an archaeologist, which makes sense considering her origin. Like,
2: mm-hmm. you know? so nah. oh, makes yeah. sense. Isn't it, is uh,
3: it a bit, like, cheating, though? Because she can, like, you know, do all... She has all this knowledge that she's like... But she was there. Like, she... you know?
1: Well, <laughs> she was on mascara for all those years, and then she's only, she's only been in, in our world for 70 now, because I saw people complaining about, oh, how would Diana know about Rome? I was like, well, <laughs> she's lived here since the 1920s. She, so- she, she's <laughs> lived here.
0: She's lived here longer than most of the population of Earth.
1: Right. So <laughs> I'm sure she's done some light reading about the rise and fall of Rome. She I mean, yeah. like-
0: how, how much have some of us learned in 30 years? She's been here for 70 years. Like, I, I feel like she'd <laughs> right. pick it up. She'd pick it up. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the I like that. That's like someone's only complaint. <laughs> like
1: everything else, no, is no. great. That was that was one of the complaints I saw. I was just like, all right, get out of here with this.
0: Oh, this is going to take a while. So the plot of the movie, the premise of the movie is there's a magic stone that it comes into uh, the museum, <laughs> the MacGuffin. Now before before I start making fun of this, right, I will acknowledge I am aware that this stone is from the comic books. It does exist in DC Comics lore. I know that. Before anyone starts picking this apart, doesn't,
1: right? Doesn't doesn't mean it needed to be the. MacGuffin for a movie that has other you know, venues the,
0: the most MacGuffin and MacGuffin that ever MacGuffin This is like such yes. a MacGuffin <laughs> that I can't believe how MacGuffin it is is throughout the film
1: They could have called it the MacGuffin Stone and it would have been <laughs> <worse>. <laughs> They
0: could have done And Maxwell Lord, the slimy bastard that he is, wants his hand on this stone because it grants wishes and that leads us down our path Also, Barbara Minerva's around who will become Cheetah and that's also something we'll talk Here. about uh, But before we get to Ed and the nitty gritty uh before we get to that obviously our big thing from the trailer is that somehow steve trevor <laughs> is back and that sort of you know reunion with diana is also a big part of the movie so basically just there we'll try and keep this as spoiler free as possible until mm-hmm. i give the spoiler warning but it is time to give our general kind of feelings uh on on the movie uh, i'm going to start with matt
1: matt mm-hmm. just a simple you know couple of sentences how do you feel
0: about wonder woman 84.
1: It's fine. It's not the worst movie as I've seen people call it. It's certainly not fantastic <laughs> as other people have called it. It's it's fine. It actually weirdly feels like a comic movie from like the two thousands, but in a good way. You know, like
2: in a good way. Not
1: in this. Yeah, so like <laughs> they're good I, movies I from the
3: two thousands.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the superhero-y type where it was like, hey, look, we're a superhero movie. But I feel like who's ever in charge over there, I feel like is sometimes embarrassed their superhero movies. Cause we don't in neither of these, because I just watched the first one again for the first time since theater, she's not called Wonder Woman once mm-hmm. in either. So I'm like, and then I'm trying to think like in Man of Steel, he only really gets called Superman once or twice. So yeah. it's almost like they're embarrassed of their source material, which they shouldn't be, because there's some very comic booky elements, like the first. Her first appearance in in the beginning of this, like it felt like sure. it was from a from a, a movie of that era, not not just yeah. the eighties but
2: we, we, yeah before we, the
1: Marvel kind of came up and and made things like sleeker and you know fit everything into little nook and granny. we'll we'll, um, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll dive into the stuff because i, I there are specific sections that I want to tackle that I think offer their mm-hmm. own problems and positives. Tim, what mm-hmm. are your general feelings on the movie?
3: uh i i I do agree with some of uh uh well actually no i I would say i agree with uh, most of what matt said but i do think uh unfortunately i'm actually gonna be um uh, pretty heavily on the negative scale on this one i honestly i i thought it was pretty bad i think it's um it's way too bloated it's so long there's so much stuff you can cut um i i don't think i feel like uh you know that you didn't need like both villains, and I, I, I feel like, um, you know, uh, Cheetah to me, who I, I think was the more interesting character, I, I feel like it's you know cut pretty short. Uh, in the she movie. gets I... venomed,
0: Tim. She gets yeah, venomed. Yeah,
1: that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say she doesn't like, not enough to be called Cheetah. Like, does she just Barbara yeah. Ann? Like, no, t-
0: totally. She gets yeah. no development. There's no time. We'll talk. I mean, we'll talk no. about it. But... And-
3: and uh, I, I think the whole um, the uh, I, I mean, I'm try not to be too spoilery, but I think basically the third the, act. Yeah. Almost, is it just the third act? Cause well, it, I mean, it feels like pretty much half the movie. Once all the wishing stuff really. Comes OK, play, yes. Once. I the, thought, yes. <laughs> I thought that was so dumb. And uh, and I do kind of miss like because uh, cause like you were, you were saying like you know superhero movies from the early 2000s i do kind of miss that because like, i <laughs> like that they were they felt a little bit smaller scale and they're more like one and done and stuff so i do mm-hmm. like some of that feeling to it but um it also felt like it was taking kind of the bad elements of that though too yeah. where like stuff goes so off the rails and i thought it was really cheesy and um and then there's also just like random stuff that i thought like yeah like you know it, it didn't like there's some like special effects and stuff i didn't think like looked really mm-hmm. great and um i don't know, uh, also like i mean uh, i hate even getting into it like too, too much but like i thought there was like some weird like racist stuff in it too which others oh, uh that's kind of weird uh and the and, and i think like the the stuff that i did enjoy um, and i think like man you were kind of like talking about like the mm-hmm. more comic booky elements like mm-hmm. when she's in her costume and running around and fighting i i think that stuff is fun but there's like
1: so little of it like it mm-hmm. honestly i don't even think this really feels like a wonder woman movie
3: like
2: well uh,
1: it feels yep. like 70s wonder woman when she traded in her costume yeah. for a pantsuit sure. yeah and they did guess, this like mm. radical version of her which for at the time is like okay that's an, an interesting take but in like her second full feature, like I don't want to see her do yeah, the, actually, the just, stuff more. Just on the yeah. costumes,
0: I hate the gold suit with every fiber of my being. It looks like trash. Uh, so,
1: I... That's you're right, Tim. Uh, I like, that that's the Kingdom Come costume, right? Yeah, but it's it, her.
3: Like, was was that ever like a thing? Like other than Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. though, was that ever in the comics? that she ever wear it or
1: not? Not that I and again, I'm not a Wonder Woman scholar. Like my. The depths of mine really begin and end with Greg Rucka, cause that's like my favorite take. Me too. Uh, yeah. So like, um, not that I'm aware of, but I don't mind it given the the reason through the movie. No, Let like, me make that clear. It,
0: it's not the conceptual thing with the yeah. suit that I have a problem with. It looks like trash. The CG on it is terrible. Like so much of it is CG. Even well, when she's just standing there, it looks
1: com- compared to who she's fighting in that scene. I'll take that gold <laughs> suit. I mean.
0: I just, Nine times out of ten. Uh, also, it's just it's just you know one color. It just isn't as it's just not as uh, interesting as the regular colors of the outfit. Which, as Tim pointed out, we only get to see maybe like three scenes in the whole Two or movie. three times, yeah. yeah like yeah. it's really spread but out. I will
1: say, compared to because again, I just watched the first one, I appreciate how vibrant the colors are in this one. It's not like that dark and. Dram, it it War feels
0: I. like it's gotten away from the Snyder look of the universe, mm-hmm. which I, is yeah. one of the few positives I'd give it. Which to get on to my yeah. general feelings. Well,
3: wait, mm-hmm. uh, two last. Sorry, okay, uh, just two more quick <laughs> things. I I do just kind of want to uh, finalize uh, real quick, uh, and then <laughs> we'll we'll hear you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and then and, and for the record too, I I guess I don't know if we really talked about, it but I actually like the first Wonder Woman movie quite a bit. Uh, so That's... I I don't want to sound like I'm coming out of like.
0: You know, no, I, but... yeah, um, but, Matt, but why things... do you always slouch so much <laughs> after I set up the cameras? It's so annoying. Don't set <laughs> up now. I just put you up, set back. Down. <laughs> you
3: could say uh, I'm the
1: god of chaos,
3: <laughs> but uh, two things one of which uh, I think is probably gonna make Matt mad, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll start off with the, the safer uh, thing first, mm-hmm. which is uh. I don't understand why this isn't 1984. Like to me, there was absolutely they don't like play with the time setting at all. Like there's no 80s music. There's like a few jokes here and there, but they really don't feel like they're taking advantage I, of the setting.
1: I I disagree because of what the message of the movie is and how it plays in, which we'll get into with the spoilery aspects. Because okay. mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like the setting of 84, it's really key in, in American development towards a certain way. Uh, I, I and I think, feel it played with that
3: well. Uh, I mean, I can see that, but also, though, I don't feel like the movie really reflects it that much. Like, if you know about history and stuff, I can huh. see making parallels and into that working. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a history major. Like, it's not Yeah, yeah <laughs> so that really stood out to me. Not with own... that haircut! <laughs> it, it
0: leads to... <laughs> I think that leads to a broader complaint about the storytelling that I'll get to a bit later. But, yeah. I... Then, yes. Second uh, point. The...
3: All right, so the second point, which uh, I'm sorry, Matt, you're uh, you're gonna probably reach through the internet and strangle oh, me, but uh, I just I don't understand the appeal of Chris Pine. I think he <laughs> is, I think he's so, <laughs> I, I think he's so boring, and I I think he he's definitely a lot better in the first movie, but here he really felt like he was phoning it in, and I just felt like um, I don't understand why they if if you're gonna bring him back at least. I think do like more interesting stuff with them, and at least have like a reason. I I think ultimately, the point of him being back was kind of pointless and and dumb. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: did yeah, I enjoy it? His I,
3: eyes freaked me out too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did like his performance in this though, like especially in the scene where he's putting everything together. I thought he's he's really charming and funny. Like, and he doesn't get to be that because in the first one, he's this self serious pilot spy which I've never heard ever, but, you know, (laughs) except in in that comic book movie. And here, though, I felt like he got to, like, just be a little bit goofier and have more fun, uh, which these movies desperately need, because, I mean, when I think about the ones I, like, want to watch again, there's not a lot of them.
3: Um, I I agree. I think it would have worked better for me if, I don't know, that felt like... I don't know if it was woven into the movie more naturally, but I think because of everything going on, it just always felt like an afterthought. It's, like it'd be like,
1: oh yeah, we forgot that these two are doing stuff. Let's have them say something. Really yeah, funny it's, real quick. Felt
0: tacked
3: on. it's a
1: lot. This, this movie yeah. and not just with the runtime or whatever, because weirdly I didn't feel the runtime in this one. Like I did in the first, but there's a lot going on and you do lose characters for big chunks. Whereas almost like this would have been fine. If it was like a three episode miniseries on HBO max, but it's not, it's a movie. It's cohesive,
0: yeah. so. Well, to get to my general thoughts, then, uh, my 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 trying to try to tell you both to just give me a couple of quick sentences clearly <laughs> <fully> backfired <laughs> immensely. Um,
3: so, I, my, everything I said was one run on sentence.
0: Yeah, so of course, yes, comments. a lot of co- co- colons and commas yeah. and then <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, <sighs> as I'm watching it, right, the, the first like twenty thirty minutes, not even thirty, just twenty minutes, right, so. The opening sort of cheesier stuff. I'm like, okay, this is a little bit of a weird tone, like whiplash, because the first movie and the rest mm-hmm. of the in-universe movies don't feel like anything like this. But I can kind of appreciate what it's doing. As it went on, though, the pacing of this movie, like the like act one, feels like it lasts forever. It's like we're like way over an hour of the movie before we even start to even think about progressing the plot because we're so there's we so much stuff to introduce that mm-hmm. it takes long to get there. And I I couldn't believe that despite the fact that it's two and a half hours, it feels like it has this weird, unique charm of somehow having so much time yet and yet having everything feel underdeveloped. And I, I can't imagine mm-hmm. how it pulled that off. I mean, I suppose the quick answers are just too much it's, stuff in it. But
1: yeah, regardless... Sometimes it, it feels overwritten, but at other times it feels underwritten. You're like, how can you do that?
0: So, <laughs> but, so to sum it up, the more I've thought, there's a couple of scenes that I like or a couple of ideas that I like, but... I felt very conflicted when I finished it and the more I've thought about it in the last like day and a half since I watched it uh, the more I've disliked it and to the point where I'm basically saying this movie's a goddamn mess and <laughs> it's it's actually kind of like it's, it's like oh, how I that it, it, it does have a lot of 2000s movies in it and I I, I think mm-hmm. in the bad ways not in the good ways um I think there are problematic elements. Tim brought up the racism. I also think there's a couple of weird sexual assault things in this movie, which we'll get to. Oh yeah, so, um, yeah.
1: Once we get to spoilers, don't let me forget that because there's there's yeah. a uh, yeah. a couple there's a
0: couple of things. Um, and then on top of that, I do think that it, it it seems to return to this time where the villains have no weight behind them. There is almost nothing... I mean, Maxwell Lord gets a decent amount of time, but I don't really feel like he ever really sold me. Like, his crux, his, like, emotional crux of the film Mm -hmm. that it tries to play up towards the end, I'm like, you didn't, like, set this up enough. I I don't care about this relationship. No, shut (laughs) up.
1: It was was too little too late.
0: Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, it feels like you're waiting long stretches between the action, which is fine if the, the plot's interesting or whatever, but it feels like a series of comic book movie tropes and cliches that some of which I thought we'd left long behind, and um, I was glad to think they were gone, some of which just seemed to be persisting no matter what. I, I, yeah, I I came out of this being like, how, how is it, like, okay, that's, that, I will say this, it doesn't feel like it's infected by the Snyder world, right? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I think it makes all its own mistakes, and it makes all its own problems, <laughs> and it doesn't quite character assassinate anyone the way that Batman v Superman does, but to be honest, in terms of like grading how much of a mess it is, it's not that much better. It's a little better than Batman v Superman,
1: yeah, but like again. I don't ever wanna see that again. I've seen it twice, and that's that's twice too many. Oh, I want that to see this again. again i i if this is on, I don't like you know in in a couple of years it's on t b s or whatever. I'll flip it on for a couple of things. It's nothing where I'm like, get it off my t v like some of the other stuff, so mm. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, I just... A lot of
0: elements of it, a lot of the characters are overstuffed. I think Cheetah is done dirty, and not just because of the <laughs> amount of screen time. I don't think... Like, part part of the charm of the characters in, in the comics is that Wonder Woman is friends with Barbara, and there is like, mm-hmm. a bond there. In this movie, that all boils down to one, like, lunch date. Like, that's all they ever have before <laughs> yeah. things start going and, and it, and awry. Doesn't
1: be, it doesn't have to be that way, because you could, like... Who knows how long they've been working at the same museum, right? Like right, they could yeah. be friends. Like there's and that's the maddening thing for me the most in this. There are little tweaks that they could have made mm. that I don't know why they didn't. And again, I'm not yeah. a professional screenwriter or anything like that, but if I'm sitting here from my couch going it's oh. <laughs> Right in front of you. So so the friendship's
0: underdeveloped. I think her character's underdeveloped. Uh, she basically boils down to the old trope of, oh, she's ugly because <laughs> she wears glasses. Oh my god, she took her glasses off. That's... Look at how gorgeous I am now. That was funny. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh my god. Person, <laughs> that works backwards. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Keep <laughs> them on, man. <laughs> I mean, it's um, a stupid is...
0: trope. It's a stupid
1: trope. Yeah. It's yeah, honestly. No, like... <sighs> well, I was getting big Michelle Pfeiffer vibes. I from, just
3: watched from, Batman Returns. Return. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I did definitely feel that too. Like and actually, I do like uh, uh oh sorry Matt.
2: Wait so does that
0: mean Maxwell Lord Christopher Walken in this then if we're following the Batman Returns
1: <laughs> plot? <laughs> you know what? This version of Max, not the comic book version, I think Walken could have had a lot of fun with.
0: Oh sure, I mean, yeah. he's a little
1: old now. I'm like like um <laughs> what was it King uh The Dead Zone Walken? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that walking is Maxwell Lord? Holy shit.
0: I, I, I believe that when Christopher Walken's talking to him that he is convincing me to do something against my will, because that's just how he talks, so I think he would go hand-in-hand yeah. hand with a telepath. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> so. um, I, I do, uh, since we are talking about, like, a, a Barbara, though, I do just want to say uh, I actually like uh, Kristen Wiig quite a bit, and I thought... Yeah, me too. Um, uh, and I thought she did a pretty good job, uh, like, you know, towards the beginning where she was, like, uh, like, I, I thought she played it well as kind of the, like, you know, nervous, insecure, um, like, doctor. Uh, I, I do think the world around it, like, kind of like you were saying, it did feel a little too amped up where it's like, everyone is just like, who are you? Like, why would we ever talk to you? Why would we ever notice you? Like, what? You're yeah. so forgettable. And it's yeah. like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so tropey. Get out of here, I'll go. Yeah, and, and our progression... <laughs> Yeah, her progression's so annoying, and the reason why she becomes, you know, quote-unquote, Cheetah, is just so, like, rushed so they can fit it in the movie, which I... is why it feels venomized to me. As, yeah, I
1: as was... a Cheetah fan, hold on, Tim, hold, hold on, real quick, uh, I was gonna say, as as a Cheetah fan, I was very disappointed in this origin, and not because it's not from Wonder Woman issue 8, by Greg Rucka <laughs> and Focus <Elka laughs>
2: Hustle.
1: But just because it feels like this could have been any villain. Like, this could have oh, been yeah. any... It didn't that, have to be Cheetah. There's yeah, that, no reason that, that she becomes Cheetah.
0: This feels like Venom, or it feels like Electro from Amazing Spider-Man Too, It feels like any yeah. of eh, these bad I, superhero villains.
1: But at least Electro had his birthday forgotten by Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I,
3: I, I kid you not, I was like 99.9% sure at some point she, we were gonna hear her say, I wish I was a Cheetah. <laughs>
0: yeah i like it. I, I, kept, I kept thinking that I was well I like actually like <laughs> okay so this isn't really spoilery right i think this we can talk about this in spoiler free but i th- i think it's worth mentioning that there's no transformation of her into cheetah that's gradual in the film she's just all of a sudden a cheetah in the final act with Again, no reason
1: there's no reason for it to be a cheetah it could have literally been any kind of monster. And it looks, she could have been Crocodile Woman. She and, did say she
0: liked Cheetah print. She did say that yeah. at one point. That, that, <laughs> that was it. She looked at the shoes. Diana's the walking around in Cheetah print high heels, and she's like, ooh, I like those shoes. That is your origin. That is yeah, why she's a Cheetah. Because The thing is, the Cowboy character is so like, nuanced, I think, at least with the better writers. I'm we talking about Greg Ruck and stuff like yeah, that. Where yeah, it's, this, even, it's like, so much of it's this fight to, like, her to regain her humanity. And, like, mm-hmm. you you can change why she becomes Cheetah in a movie. I will not mm-hmm. really care as long as I actually care about the character and the idea that, like, they're fighting for her humanity. And that never, yeah. even remotely and, is there. And the
1: fact that, that she has a familiarity with Diana, like, it could be in some versions it's a rivalry where, like, she just doesn't mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman existing because it you know it steps on what she's trying to do versus the the newer one which like pete said is a little bit more nuanced and there's a tragedy to the character that mm-hmm. i was expecting when you bring in Kristen wig like she's more than just a funny actress like she has yep. pathos and stuff so i really expected to get the tragic barbara ann where you're sitting there and when you see her do the transformation especially from the trailer when you hear gal go, Oh, Barbara, what have you done? Like, I think like, I, you're setting me up for that, and then for it to just happen. Yeah, you know, to, I felt rocked.
0: That line you brought up, there's a good that, that makes it sound like she really cares about Barbara, and I'm sure she yeah, does no, to no. a point. But like, it doesn't. You don't feel there's that relationship in the movie.
1: It's um, it's really not there. They're like barely work acquaintances. And and I know this is me picking nits. It. Her being a geologist, and that's why they bring her in, versus an anthropologist or an archaeologist or whatever. Again, it's one of those things like why did we change it just did you change it just to change it because of a of a magic rock like i don't
3: <laughs> <laughs> i i did get a little happy though when she mentioned she's also a cryptozoologist <laughs> i did like that yeah <laughs> of course now i uh i mean i've I've read like I, I mean compared to other things other like you know books and characters uh, i've read like you know i i wouldn't say i'm like a wonder woman scholar by any point but i have like read like you know a pretty decent number of books uh you know and like when I think of Wonder Woman, like I think of like, you know, if you're thinking about like enemies, like Cheetah is like,
1: you know, I mean, number Top one, tier. like, Plus, yeah, that's that's, like, that's her
0: big bad, that's yeah, her Joker, it, yeah.
1: It, it, it's Aries, it's Cheetah, it's mm-hmm. Kale at this point, yeah. uh, And then it's like, as we've joked on the show, like her collection of people <laughs> she wants to help that happen to be <laughs> driven insane, you yeah. know, so you got yourself Silver swans and like that, which. Yeah, oh, man, you could have had Silver Swan in this movie.
0: I mean, sure. my my, it, my, be... my quick fix to like this would be okay. You want movie two to be about Maxwell Lord as the villain? Fine. Mm-hmm. What you do is is you introduce Barbara Ann and let the friendship kind of spawn, but don't turn her into cheat yeah. in this movie. Save that for number three. You can tease it at the end. Tease it at the end that she's right. going to turn or something. But right,
2: that makes
1: sense. And, right, and then and so since Infinite Crisis, Max Lord's been kind of a Wonder Woman villain because of what yeah. happens because. Uh, Should I go into what happens in the comic, for people that don't know?
0: Uh, I think, I mean, yes, okay, so for those of you who don't know in the comic, Wonder Woman may or may not have, in a certain timeline, snapped Max Lord's neck.
1: (laughs) Because his whole motivation is, so, he was introduced in the 80s Justice League comics as kind of like this used car salesman that kind of represents the Justice League, and he's like their human liaison, right? And he, he runs the business, and throughout time he was just seen as this bumbling, Kind of guy, and then in the mid two thousands, as their DC's rebooting stuff, turns out that he's actually the secret telepath that's been running an organization that their whole goal is to put a check on superheroes. Right?
0: Imagine and to
1: humanity. And <laughs> um, like,
0: imagine right. this Maxwell Lord. Like, if they tried to reveal in movie number three, oh. he was secretly a telepath the whole time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> imagine, no, no, but
1: like, <laughs> right. So I'm thinking we have Max Lord in the eighties. And like that's the era of Gordon Gecko in excess and like makes sense, yeah. Right. And that's not what we get at all. Like it's not even mm. like he's barely Max Lord and under normal circumstances I wouldn't compare or I wouldn't complain because I don't actually mind the changes to Max for what they want to do with the movie up until the last act where it completely unravels. Um well, it... but yeah. Well, yeah, like, I thought, like, you know, when he's first
3: introduced, I thought, like, okay, this fits the character. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. yeah, he starts off, like, you know, when he's with, like, Justice League International and stuff, he's, mm-hmm. you see him more as, like, a used car salesman kind yeah. of guy. Like, and he does start off like that, you know, he's very sleazy and, like, you know, he's kind of, you can tell he's, like, you know, a bit of a con man kind of working angles. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that fit. But then, yeah, yeah to turn him into, uh <laughs> yeah, this weird uh yeah. You know, again, I don't, I don't want to get too spoilery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that to me, like, didn't fit at all. Like, I was like... I mean, it, and I, I don't g- mind when they make changes to the comic books. Like, as long yeah, as stuff is kept, like, in character, well, but it felt
2: out of character.
1: Ultimately, it serves the, the theme of the movie, which is why it doesn't bother me. I just... It gets so messy at the end. I just... I didn't care about his resolution.
2: It, and that, yeah. that's
1: a problem, because when he's kind of the driving motivator for the rest of the movie... And you don't give him that fulfilling resolution, and he's just kind of there, and kind of spoilers. I instantly thought of Pete at the end, because he becomes <laughs> a glowing blue light. But they have to stop. There was
0: no, yeah, there was no beam of blue light. I will say, uh, yeah. you know, before we get to spoilers, though, I will say the ending and his plot, and the whole third act, gave me serious Batman Forever vibes. Like, I was getting serious uh, Riddler and Batman Forever plan vibes from that. Uh, yeah. It. it, it and so much of it felt very slapdash. It it felt like it was made in a time like the 90s where superhero movies were just another movie that Hollywood was churning out and they didn't necessarily treat it with the reverence that some of the better superhero right. movies have had. And I felt that throughout this whole thing. And it's really sad because there's some moments in this movie that I really like, or I really like, because the, you know, the opening scene sort of in the mall where they tease that Wonder Woman's running around saving people, and you don't quite see her. The camera's keeping her out of frame until the big reveal, and it's very colorful. And I, I'm almost convinced that mall's the same set as uh, Stranger Things Season 3. It looks very similar. I think
1: so, because I, w- I was talking to uh, Ashley about it. I go, you think they just found some dead mall, or do you think there's like a dead mall that Hollywood has co-opted when yeah. they need a set decorate, like the 80s, because it's, it has the old bones? it did feel like the that mall it was it was the
0: it was a central area where all the escalators looked but Atrial. again it feels like I mean a lot of malls have a similar look so it could also just yeah, be but like, know, whatever but
1: but there's an area as, as someone that like when I travel I like to go search out the old buildings because here in Vegas we knock everything down. Right. So like when I've gone to Southern California and some of these malls that were built in the late seventies, early eighties they have a different vibe than the current malls that are, are being built. And this one felt very much like that. So yeah, so maybe Pete's right that they just found one that was similar and that's just the way it is. But yeah. no, it felt very much the same. But I, I love the Tierra Toss, which that, that sure. I think comes from the, yeah. the Linda Carter yeah. show, which is super cool. And like, they They're it. having fun in that first scene and I got really hopeful. Yeah, they did like, it a couple okay, of times.
0: Good. She's using the lasso in a fun way. There is mm-hmm. a lot of weird things here set in a movie. Just just to look at from the context of the shared universe for a mm-hmm. second, even though it doesn't feel super relevant anymore. But yeah. there was a couple of things where no one's supposed to know who she is in present day DCU because like, when she appeared in Batman v Superman, I was like, "Oh, who is this mm-hmm. mystery woman?" But this movie, she's running around saving people in costume, uh, like causing international incidents. Yeah, and there's a big in thing costume. which I, I can't spoil yet, but there's a big yeah. thing that doesn't really track with the you know the other movies that are set later.
1: Which we'll talk about. You mean Warner Brothers didn't have a plan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would never claim such a thing, Matt. How, yeah. You know, how how that and do l- you? And,
1: and again, I always feel like I have to predicate this being a DC fan who who I enjoy more of the Marvel movies than I don't, right? Like, I, I like that brand. And not they didn't have to eat Marvel. Like, you don't have to have this right. 20 film structure, but you can let them be their own thing. And I just felt up until Shazam. They were all trying to fit into this mold that didn't fit each individual character. So I'm very happy that Wonder Woman 84 felt like uniquely its own thing. Like they took chances that I don't think they would have if Justice League had landed the way it was supposed to, you know?
0: Uh, While that is true, it also has to be good. And I don't think this movie is at all. (laughs) On its own merits, admittedly, as opposed to because it's tied to anything else. Um, if too. anything, if you do care remotely about the shared universe, this movie doesn't even seem even remotely concerned with tying to anything. Um, yeah. which you know is fine. Whatever. I don't really care I about mean, that at this point.
3: I'll, yeah. I I mean I'll. Uh, I mean this this might I don't know. It might be a little insulting or something. But like, I mean, one thing I'll give it is like it's certainly memorable. Like I, yeah. you
2: know, <laughs> like well, it is.
1: And like in in the the slog of superhero movies that come out, like I much rather have something like this. Then, you know, I'm trying to think of one. I can't off the top of my head. Like, you know, the second
3: Ant-Man and Wasp or something or like, uh, like, you know, not saying that it's like a bad movie or anything, but yeah. I just feel like it's very forgettable. It,
1: like, because sure. it, it has to fit a formula that we're used to now with our Marvel movies or even yeah. like Doctor Strange. I much rather have this than Doctor sure. Strange. Like, yeah. because Doctor Strange is <laughs> another origin
2: that was just
1: kind of like, yeah, OK, you're you're underutilizing Mad Mikkelsen again. Like, yeah. come on. Here, I don't feel any of the actors outside of some aspects of Barbara Ann are really misused, because I really like Pedro Pascal as Max Lord. Now, it's not technically the Max Lord I was expecting, but I didn't think he was bad in the world.
0: I I think one of the biggest problems with this movie, actually, looking at it from a perspective of the cast, is that I think the reason why they insisted on bringing Payne back is because Gal Gadot is okay at what she does, but she's not really good enough to carry a movie on her own. And I think they wanted Payne back to help co-carry it. The problem is, is that the way he comes back is just shoehorned in, leads to a lot of problems, it feels tacked on, and on top yeah. of that though, the entire supporting cast, one of the better parts of the original movie, because of the time difference, are all gone. So, there's no supporting cast for Wonder Woman. They're,
1: they're, they're lu- if they're lucky, they're in a retirement home.
0: Yes, if they're lucky. You
1: know? Um, which, which, yeah.
3: They should have brought in to... uh, Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: again, like this would be the movie to bring in a Minotaur. Yeah. Well, he's not a Minotaur. I forget what he is exactly is because it's not. Yeah, great, yeah, but... it's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, to bring in the, the Minotaur chef that works at the museum. Which, but I I did like Wonder Woman. You know, they relocated her from London to DC or uh, to Washington DC, um, and then as opposed her, to what Boston place. DC. No, because I see, <laughs> like, comics. Like, okay. I just had to clarify. Like, right, okay. you know. um, so, um, but I did like that she went to work for the Smithsonian because I think when she was introduced in BBS, when I tried to read that movie, she is, like, some type of, like, she, antique dealer? Yeah, antique, or
0: maybe an art dealer or something like that, yeah. was that yeah, kind of right? field.
1: So, yeah, so I do like that tie that Diana does have an appreciation for art, and, like, that's part of what she protects, and even down to when the armor gets introduced you know it's like this folk I I I'd probably expand it and say she's she's
0: a, she's a fa- or she's interested in preserving culture i'd say that's what she's yeah. particularly Yeah right into. and that's
1: yeah, yeah that's, that's actually a really good like i'm surprised they haven't used that in the comics at this point mm. you know um but yeah
0: yeah uh, as far as other spoiler free stuff goes uh Cheetah is by far the worst visual effect but there are a couple of other dodgy ones that uh stick out for mm. sure there's a there's a weird quick run effect, which I think uh, they could do with never using it again.
1: <laughs> I really feel like they were testing out the flash, and we're like, okay, we don't have to use this. Yeah. Like,
0: you know. The plot does have some really stupid moments in it as well. There's some really weird leaps in logic. There's some just dumb movie stuff that feels Michael Bay-esque and how stupid that is at times. <laughs> um, In fact, there's actually one of the things that's really stupid. You can almost directly tie, uh, in a way, to a scene from transformers uh, revenge of the fallen uh because it's actually set in the same place (laughs) yeah um so there's a lot of just absurd stupid movie stuff in this and it's just i don't know i i
1: I it really felt like an 80s movie though i felt like and sometimes not in a good way um just in a they didn't know any better or didn't think they knew any better Uh, but now we do know better. So, um, I mean, for
0: that specific yeah. thing, but I think, you know, good 80s movies are way better than this. So.
1: <laughs> well, I, I just mean the action movies of that era, like, that are big and dumb, and you're well, you're a little bit more forgiving, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you have
0: a tone, you fit the tone, you know, everything mm-hmm. feels like it goes together.
1: Yeah, right. no, uh, I get it. I'm not arguing they do it right, but yeah. it does feel like that was the inspiration, you know? In the same way, like, when you watch True Lies, that's just executed better. I just, know,
0: where they're playing with the show This... <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> is, I, I mean, the word I used at the start of this was it's a mess, and I I, do, I can't really emphasize that enough. It feels yeah. like a lot of different ideas hodgepodge together with no clear vision. And, you know, this is, you know, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns came up with the story. Like, so I don't know who to blame for this.
1: Which, that yeah, which the story by credit, though, I know from film school means kind of, you know, there's bare bones there. Well, yeah, but
0: they both worked on uh, the screenplay as well. They were created the screenplay Did they? Uh,
1: did I miss his name on the screenplay? It's uh, not like four names.
0: Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was those two plus another writer or two yeah. for the screenplay.
1: because well, this is... So, I had a friend say that they would love to see the director's cut of this, and I go, bro, this is. Their names... <laughs> he has a producer credit, a writer credit, a story by credit, and the director's credit. Like, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure this is the movie Patty Jenkins wanted to make, you know, for all warts and all. Which is a little bit troubling, but... Well, I that, was, like that was the thing, creator. I
0: think after Wonder Woman, which has a really bad third act right, but otherwise was welcomed fairly positively I think we came out of that going, well she probably had her hands tied by the studio to do some generic mm-hmm. things, so yeah. it's as good as it is because of her, but the problems are probably the studio's fault I'm not convinced of that now, having seen this, oh. because I feel like she had more control in this one, which makes me think that maybe the studio actually kept her in check in the first yeah. one a little which- bit
1: which, you know, she is doing the Rogue Squadron movie, and I know how, Hell yeah. you know, Star Wars is with their stuff. And, you know, Rise of Skywalker notwithstanding. Um, because, you know, things that happened <laughs> with that one. So I feel like her will know. If that third act falls apart in that movie, we'll kind of know well, by that and, point.
0: Well, I no know. in Wonder Woman yeah. 3, because I just saw it, it tweeted out just before we started. Apparently, the Wonder mm-hmm. Bros. are fast-tracking Wonder Woman 3 with Patty Jenkins oh, coming back to
1: direct. Maybe... Maybe they don't need to fast track it. Maybe they need to stop and think about it. Yeah, before. stop and think. Yes. The, the after some of the tropes in this, I don't need to see a Dr. Psycho done by this team. I really don't. Because that uh, could be Honestly,
0: given the scene set in Egypt, I'm actually really worried about Black Adam now.
1: So I would be, but I I don't know. The Rock tends to be a little bit more careful about his projects. Does so he?
0: He's been in some shit. I get,
1: yeah, but not that it's been <laughs> as problematic. Maybe you know not problematic,
0: I mean? like, but he's in some shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Ooh. So, because like, I said that I, I had a thought that after seeing what they did to Barbara Ann, and she was an archaeologist, I'm a little bit worried about Carter Hall and Black Adam now. Just because is he going to be a geologist too? <laughs> like, is this is <laughs> what we're doing now. We're, we're baiting and switching. All the cultural sciences are one and the same to Hollywood. Hey kids love gemstones
3: that's a big thing
1: yeah toddlers. i mean i did see uncut gems a year ago today i do know that
0: hey, that's a better movie than this one
1: well of course that movie i went from watching that movie leaving the theater felt like i had ran two miles
0: because my heart was going so i know hard. So, it's amazing so this
1: on the couch and being happy that it was over because the third act just unravels so hard i was like okay cool it's it's over
0: I don't know, there's there's something you know? there's some sort of whiplash you get mentally when you see a movie that has Adam Sandler in it, but it's actually really good. You're like, What what what? What's yeah, happening?
1: Like, <laughs> don't act like you don't love Billy I mean, Madison,
3: Pete. Sand- Sandman can bring it when he wants to.
0: Sandman <laughs> Hey. T-
1: Timmy, did you like Hoobie Halloween? I kinda
2: loved
0: it. Oh
3: gosh. Shut
1: <laughs> up. It's not good, but yeah i've a lot oh, of fun no. Yeah, oh no
0: you know what
2: you're
1: getting
0: you're getting into yeah oh no i i didn't watch it but oh no <laughs> yeah no
1: pete don't because i know how yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna feel about
2: it. it okay no okay
1: so i i didn't want to see it but then i was like I'm seeing people talk kind of positively about it they need to watch it yeah, yeah, and yeah. I all it. right well they but, keep this on there. track
0: they keep this on track back to water Woman. uh as far as FL spoiler free uh Hans zimmer does the music he actually doesn't use the main theme that much which is good because it sucks uh, what's notable though, and I'll talk about it more in spoilers because the scene it accompanies is very spoilery. But it's really interesting to me that uh, a Dejo and D Minor, I think it is, but it's, it's a track from the Sunshine score, which was then Ooh. used in Kick-Ass and was then used in an episode of The Walking Dead. It, it's basically it becomes something that movies and TV just use as if it's a song, but it's actually a score. It's you know, and it's used in a big scene in this. And I actually smelled as it started to play because I'm like, oh, I like this track. And it's just kind of weird how it's become which, adopted which by. Scene was that in? I can't say it's full spoiler. <laughs>
1: okay, it's a spoiler scene.
0: Okay. Okay, big spoiler scene. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I just think it's fine. some people might leave the theater ticket. "Oh, that was a good, bit. Hans Zimmer did a good track there." I guess like, "Well, Hans Zimmer's great, but that wasn't his. <laughs> that, that track yeah. was not his." You uh, know, I. Shut up. Yeah. How do you? Well, not in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, no, I I did notice the 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 guitar and drum solo mm-hmm. of her of her theme was toned down. Um, but yeah, that, that was refreshing because it's all over that first movie mm-hmm. and it's like nails on a chalkboard because it does not fit World War One
0: Well, I think what's funny is that Hans Zimmer is the one who came up with that, so it's interesting to me that he's the one who toned it down and said, No, 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 too much it, of this. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, yeah.
0: yeah,
2: that's what I, I,
3: I thought it was not in the best taste when they started playing uh WAP during the final battle. <laughs> but <laughs> what are you going to
1: do? Uh, there was a lot of water involved, though, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I think we're about to... That's, a, that's
3: like a popular song with the kids, Pete. I'm sure you...
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, I have oh, no Pete, idea. It. I have no
1: idea about No, it. Pete, listen to that on, on full loud so the Neighbors it. Like, he, oh, yeah. he loves hey, it.
0: Hey, I found out today, Matt, that Tim still rips music off of his CD so he can put it onto his, his MPP player
1: or yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah. Do what you do. What makes you happy, bud? Hell
2: oh,
3: yeah! I see, Matt's gonna be. Matt's gonna be. I mean, uh, Matt. I'm sure you agree with this. Like, I mean, I. There oh, we go. Similar to you, where like I'm still listening to like my same like New Found Glory CDs from high school. So like I'm not oh. gonna. I don't want to buy it again. I'm wearing a shirt right here. Right, like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Matt,
0: no, The question. The question is not. Are you still listening to the same albums? The question is, are you still listening to the music from that same disc, that same actual CD that you had in high when school? I'm
1: in- when I'm in the car, yes, because I still oh, have yeah. a CD player. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, so all right. If I have it, yes. Or if like my Bluetooth uh, connector dies and the battery's dead, then yes. But... Okay,
3: all right, just check. Anyway, yeah, we're not we're not all Patreon billionaires that can just like buy <laughs> the same <laughs> album over <laughs> and over again. Can't sometimes.
0: have one.
1: Tim, house and- no one yeah. buys albums anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just streaming <laughs> for a monthly price. <laughs> Um, no, people buy records and then use okay. them as art on the v- phone. Okay,
0: v- vinyl has been a comp. The hipsters like their vinyl, okay? But like, cassettes, too. No, no, no one plays cassettes. Everyone hates cassettes. <laughs> Shut up.
1: Real quick, Pete was having a discussion yesterday about his, his Blu rays yes. suddenly not working, which then made me remember on one of the shows I listened to, the guy talks about how he watches old 80s horror VHSs. And I'm like, wait, how do those have a longer shelf life? Than a Blu-ray. Well, I think <laughs> It just makes sense. I mean, it depends if
0: you watch them because they do wear down. The more you watch them, the more the picture yeah. goes. So they do have a shelf life. It just depends on how often you're watching. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: How how blurry uh, you're willing to let it go. All right. A,
3: a, a uh, weird thing I was oh, thinking yeah. of, uh, and then <laughs> this will be the last thing on the topic. But like, yeah. I, I was thinking about the other day about how when I would like walk, you know, to the bus stop, uh, to school, how I used to listen to like a portable CD player and just mm-hmm. like. I was just thinking about like how were my pockets that big that like <laughs> you know that you could fit like a, it was like that. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. this not
3: man. Phone, which is so. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I,
0: yeah, I remember the yeah. jacket pockets being quite big, probably probably intentionally to accommodate such devices that yes. people had. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll get to spoilers. I'll, I'll thank our patron producers before we go to spoilers though. So thank you All to right. Tyler Hess, the Palacios, David Shaw. Born now, Al Trisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams and David Brown. Thank you to you guys. Uh they are all twenty dollars or more at patreon.com slash fuzz TV where you can go yourself and support us for as little as one dollar per month and help keep all the content coming. You get early access to some stuff, you get some bonus episodes, uh some of that stuff's at the $5 tier, so on and so on. We're gonna have a look and see if you're interested. You can also support us for absolutely free by hitting the like button on YouTube, rating the podcast, you know, commenting, all that good stuff. Uh so please do uh you know support everything. Thank you, mainly. Moving on. Spoilers. Phil, spoilers.
1: I I wish for a spoiler wall. Spoiler wall. The
0: spoiler wall has been breached. We're now beyond the spoiler wall.
1: Wait. What happens if I take back my my spoiler wall wish?
0: Um. No take backsies.
2: <laughs> oh my god. What? The... <laughs> I'm sorry. All right.
3: So... I, I saw someone on Twitter that that said um that like a... I, I couldn't get this out of my head, but they they said uh, when someone says I renounce my wish, it sounds like something like Seinfeld would say, like, and then like, so I kept thinking of that like tone. Every, anytime anyone ever said it, like, I renounce my wish.
1: Like, <laughs> it, it sounds it, to me that's more of a Costanza thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Sounds, yeah. Believe it or
0: not, George isn't at home. Okay, um, so. I mean, I mean, first things first. Uh, with the spoilers, I guess. Uh, I mean, t- t- I had to edit out Tim mentioning the flying scene earlier. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I realized I was such a. <laughs> big well, movie no, I it. was. I like it as a spoiler because, to me. Whether or not Wonder Woman can fly is so fifty-fifty, depending on which comic era you're reading. Or like, cause, like, does she fly in the animated series? I can't remember. But sometimes, she so. sometimes she does, and sometimes she doesn't. So I wasn't sure if the movies were going to go there. Yeah. And this is the big thing: she learns to fly in 1984, but apparently has forgotten how to do that. Come uh, Justice League and Batman v Superman time, but whatever. That said. Yeah. The scene in which she learns to do this, where she sort of like jumps into the air and the sunshine music starts playing, the uh adagio in okay. D minor, uh I think that's what it's called anyway. Um, that is legitimately one of my favorite scenes of the movie because it's just a beautiful moment and the, the everything's so blue, the colors are vivid and she's flying in her outfit. It feels like a really nice moment where she's learning to fly, um and. I thought, oh, I really like this scene. It's one of the few moments in the movie where I forgot about everything I hated, and just enjoyed the scene, because I thought it was really well done on its own. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, That was about it, I I think. (laughs) I thought it looked pretty bad. I could tell it was fake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me me just say, um, I know she was at the Smithsonian, Mm -hmm. but, like, when you work at the Smithsonian, can you just go borrow planes from the Smithsonian? <laughs> well, that's
0: that's what I was getting at earlier when I said there's something so stupid where this plane from years, decades ago, is fueled up and ready to yeah. go. <laughs>
1: because I I know from going to air and space museums. Because if if you ever are in the area, the San Diego one is fantastic. But <clears> all of those planes are not air savvy. Like they, I don't think not, any of them can fly anymore. Yeah, they're not functional. So, yeah, yeah yeah so like and not only that but um it's cool we got the invisible
0: jet right like well that that was the, that felt like having their cake and eating it too where they wanted to reference yeah. the invisible jet even though they were going to have a flight because typically you don't have both because yeah. there's no need to have both her flying and the invisible jet you have one or the other right right um right. so and it is a really pretty scene when they're flying through the fireworks and the invisible jet mm-hmm. it's really hypnotic whatever uh, it felt a bit right. unsafe to me to fly through fireworks, but, you know what? I, <laughs>
1: I, I mentioned that too, because I've always wondered what fireworks are like from above.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: when if you are flying on New Year's or, or the fourth here, like, what does that look like? But <laughs> fireworks are all tiny explosions.
0: By the way, did anyone else would... not not even realize? Because it almost came out of nowhere for me where the fireworks starts She yeah. goes, Oh yeah, it's the fourth. I'm like, is it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was never <laughs> sure. brought up
2: before. Did the movie mention
1: think. that? Okay. <laughs> Um, oh well. Um, but no, I, I really did think it was cool, I think they did the invisible jet pretty okay, but... It looked alright, yeah. That, but at that point, if she can if she can fly, I don't understand, like, you had to have your pilot boyfriend take you to Cairo?
0: Well, she can't fly yet, plane. she'll, she'll, she'll to fly later in the movie.
1: Yeah, I know, but like just
0: because she's inspired, she's inspired by his advice when he talks about what it's like <laughs> to fly. That's what inspires her later to try it. I mean,
1: she's a she's a demigod.
0: There you go. There's some complaints to be had here, right? Uh, first of all, the the biggest complaint with Steve is not even Steve himself. It's the fact that Diana sexually assaults an innocent man who is not aware that he has been had sex with, uh, and. Even at the end of the movie, she even meets this man. Because this is the thing. Steve doesn't come back in his own body. He possesses mm-hmm. some other dude, right? It's just some random now, guy. Yeah.
3: No, I, I I, think I missed this. Like, did she make a huh? wish for this?
0: Yeah, it's, it's implied at the start of the movie that she, when she holds the, the wishing rock, before she realizes that it's real, and someone says, what would you wish for? And she says, I know what I'd wish for. She's holding it. So the implication uh, is that okay. moment she wishes for Steve to come back. Um, oh, okay. it, I'll be honest, it's a it's a <laughs> bit of movie logic to me that it's been like seventy years or well, mm-hmm. sixty years it's been, uh, and I get that she still remember and remember Steve fondly and miss him, but the fact mm-hmm. that she's this still like heart aching over him like constantly sixty years later mm-hmm. is a bit weird and a bit far fetched. Yeah. I think.
1: Well, she did establish Trevor Ranch, I guess Or did she go to his? Is that his family ranch? Did she establish that? Like, I yeah, yeah. Sure.
0: So but... yeah, the photo part, yeah, Trevor Ryan. Which yeah, which is fine. That's yeah, that's but you assume right. that's like 1929 or something like that. Like back.
1: Right. And that's that's what I mean. Like <laughs> I thought that would have been like her at the ranch is like, okay, I've said goodbye to him, and now I can move on. And
2: you know. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, but it did give us I in that when when he does come back, I hate how they do it because there's no reason to do it like that. It's a magic rock. Like, unless they were right, getting yeah. at the monkey paw of it all, because I mean, I picked up on that. Like, I, I haven't seen Wishmaster, so when I saw Pete on Twitter being like, "Oh, I didn't realize Wonder Woman eighty four was just a uh, Wishmaster." We'll, oh, we'll
0: we'll get to the Wishmaster stuff. I'm yeah, yeah. keeping that as a separate topic. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, so maybe because the monkey paw of it all is she gets him back, but not him exactly. She gets his essence, yeah. and that's who it is. Um, it was just it was. It I was, still it was... don't understand because he could just disappear at any time. It as was part of the monkey paw thing. It was yeah. weird
0: from the get go that he was possessing someone else, but then when they mm-hmm. wake up together, it's like, wait, you did use some innocent man's body for sex here without yeah. his knowledge. Yeah. It's it, you know, yeah. it's, it's not like that. dissimilar. It's a good look. Yeah, like, and it's mm-hmm. never addressed. No one ever acknowledges that they kind of use some guy's body for this, even if he's never going to remember it or know that it happened. It's still kind of. It's like I, it's a weird, it's a weird supernatural gray area oh. that's just murky. I, yeah, I
3: think like it's. It just feels like yeah probably safer just to not even go there like it, it yeah like you kind of said before like it it does feel like maybe something that you would see like in an eighties movie or something where maybe you know people weren't as like conscious about that wouldn't... stuff but someone had to have thought about it
0: you know <laughs> yeah and why, why why wouldn't he just appear in his own body I don't understand why he has to possess
1: someone I don't understand yeah. that either and that's that's why I'm trying to think of the monkey paw at all to where like sure she gets him back but not fully all the way but. Again, there's better ways to do it. So it's one of those questions where, like, you guys had... I'm but, sure there's better options you could come up with.
0: Besides, they, they do a whole montage of him dress, you know, dressing him up in 80s clothes, right? And it's a funny little montage. And it's meant yeah. to mirror the fact that she had the, the dress-up montage in the, the 20s, mm-hmm. right? Or the, or the 20s, the 19... You know, during World War right? And right. so you want to do that. like, So why not just have him show up in his like, uniform that he was wearing at the end of the first mm-hmm. movie... And have that be one of the reasons why, oh, we have to get you to change your clothes, because you yeah. like you're look like you walking around like a soldier Almost? from 1917.
1: Yeah. So, so for me, how I would fix this, is it's a simple, she wishes for him to come back. But the thing is, he's going to have to go back to the point where he dies to reset <clears throat> the time, right? So yeah. she has this existential dread that she knows that she can't be with Steve forever, because he's going to have to go back to World War I, <clears throat> you know, I mean, and sacrifice himself.
0: I, I wouldn't have him at and, all. Yeah, I think it's a mistake to bring him yeah. back. Uh, yeah, but I do think he adds that into the movie.
1: How are we going to know that Steve Shepard loves fanny packs?
0: Oh, yeah, because we needed that. And by the way, all the fish I out of love, water I, stuff was not like it's, it. it's old hat at this point. Like him mistaking you know the, the the bin for like modern art, like just I don't know. I groaned in the trailer when that joke was made. I groaned here.
1: I, I was okay with it because I, I liked Chris Pines. Like he has this charm and just this innate likability I feel, as is, is Steve Trevor that he didn't get to have. In the first one. So I liked it. I, I mean, I liked the, the whole thing. I think when he looks at the train as it's coming by, I thought it was cool. But I was like, wait, he had trains in the 1910s. <laughs> sure, it didn't look like that. But, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know. I get
0: why a modern subway train would look futuristic mm-hmm. to someone who was just like old yeah, yeah, yeah. oil old. steam engine trains, you know.
1: <laughs> right. And so and I thought about it at the time difference. This would be like us just suddenly appearing in, in 2090. And being, you know, aghast at, at everything,
2: you
0: know. <laughs>
1: so, but I thought of like it like that.
3: People I was
0: can like, go okay. to the Movies and eat in public. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so 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 but, to, to, yeah. to, to to bring this back round to, uh, to, I guess, just Steven or, or actually, I want to go back to sexual assault. Unfortunately, I, there's more. There's <laughs> yeah, more to be said okay. on the subject. Unfortunately. <laughs>
1: We're... Were you guys aware that every man in the 80s was just a horny monster that would take advantage of a Woman? (laughs) Well, that's not (laughs) where
0: I was going, but yes, that was a bit of a trend in in this movie. But the specific example that we have to talk about here that is a bit odd. So Barbara Ann is walking home from her dinner date or lunch date with, with Wonder Woman, right? With Diana. And this drunk guy starts harassing her. And there's nothing wrong with this scene on its own That, it's a bit cliched but other than that there's nothing actually wrong with yeah. it where he kind of starts to grab at her diana shows up and throws him you know across the to the, the bench or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like okay she saved the day no biggie right it's a typical scene um later on when barbara's starting to get her super strength and she's starting mm-hmm. to be more because she wishes she's more like wonder woman right um mm-hmm. and there's a scene where she's like strutting around and we've been done all the cliches of her taking her glasses off walking around everyone thinks she's sexy now whatever there's the same where she's walking through the street all high and mighty and she passes this same drunk guy and she recognises him turns to him and then he kind of recognises her and he starts to kind of confront her again uh, and starts to get gropey again and this time she kicks him away. The problem here is that her, her kick here that, that shoves him away like halfway down the street is not really any more forceful than what Diana did earlier on when she was protecting her and yet for some reason the score goes zang, zang, as if like she's evil now she's just hit a sexual predator across the street she's yeah. evil <laughs> I'm like why is the music telling this is this is a bad guy she just knocked a bad guy on his ass it, it'd be yeah. different like see if she went too far and she was like, like going all Michael Myers and putting her thumbs oh. in his eyes and that's
1: why I thought the <laughs> cheetah thing like this is part of her wish that the dark side of it is like it's just powers corrupting her, and that's what makes Diana different with her powers, right? Um, and we didn't even get any of that. Like, there's none of that. Like, <laughs> what drives her to become more brutal? I just, I don't know. I and thought it was. I, I
0: thought it was very misguided uh, the way it I treated think, that scene.
3: Yeah, and well, I think uh, Pete, though, like, I, I agree. Yeah, the music is like telling you that she's evil. By I me, mean, I think you mm-hmm. know uh, the character is doing it as well because, like. It's not like she's like, oh my god, I can't believe what I did. Like, she's looking at him like she wants to kill him. Like, she yeah. has but a very it's evil look. because
1: like, this is the second time in what? Yeah. Oh, totally. four yeah. days? I mean, that this dude, you know.
0: Yeah, it's understandable for a start that she does sort of feel this level of hatred for him. But yeah. I think, too, that just sort of extends into the problem where she does kind of become really murdery looking, like, very quickly with almost no arc. It's just like, all of a sudden, right. and I guess, yes, they're trying to do this thing where she's losing her humanity. That's the price she's paying. For having these powers which could be a way to do the cheetah thing where you're trying to fight for humanity to come back the problem is mm-hmm. though is that the wish because it's such a monkey's paw thing it's not like in the comics where her humanity's still in there and can be appealed to because of this this magic stone has done this to her her humanity is literally gone it's more it's more like angel on the hit television show Buff of the vampire slayer oh, when really? he loses <laughs> when he loses his soul it's just physically not there so until the, the spell's been you rescinded There's just hey. humanity's just not there it's gone uh so it's i don't know a, a bunch of weird elements like that and i mean mm-hmm. we've basically talked about every cheetah scene at this point because after this she's got
1: <laughs> well and that's that's the main problem so when she finally <laughs> does become cheetah it's not fulfilling because there was no setup about her even like she nope. like, i want to be an apex predator again oh. that could literally be anything she could have become orca she could become Killer Croc. I also, There's so many apex it, predators that aren't cheetahs, and it also that...
0: breaks the rule of the movie because the movie is very specific yeah. about how everyone only gets one wish. But and yet somehow she seems to get a second wish that turns her into a cheetah, which just on a visuals perspective, uh, forgetting the bad CGI, it looks far too colorless. It looks like she's gray yeah. as opposed to you yeah. know yeah. ginger, which it's is supposed to
1: look. Cheetahs, good. Yeah, cheetahs aren't there. Yeah, so and, uh, and like. A, you know,
3: I I don't I hate to be like, oh well, this is what they should have done, or here's how you fix this, or whatever. But Go it for seems it. like
0: do it, but uh, cut them all well, no, down, Tim. Go on.
3: It, it it just seems like this would have been an easy fix, where like you know, all you had to do was like have something, you know, with her at the beginning with like a you know cheetah statue and be like, oh, you know, there's a, a god <laughs> that I'm interested in. That's yeah, like, you know, the god of cheetahs or like you know, yeah, you know, just like well, something like that to have some setup.
1: Right, and that's Barbara Ann in in Ann. any type of origin in the comics is she has a knowledge of different gods or cultures or whatever and that's how she ends up becoming this half cheetah woman and then blames Diana so again if, if she could turn around and blame Diana for her becoming this monster I would understand the rage that she has towards her versus yeah. here it's just like I'm a bad guy now
0: yeah our entire motivation in the back half of the movie is that Diana's trying to reverse the wishes, therefore she'll lose her powers, so she shows up to protect Maxwell Lord, and she just shows up and fights Diana, and that's basically it. That's the whole thing. Which, by the way, right. did we have to do the trope? Which, I, 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 I'm not even going to call it a trope. I actually typically quite like the story of the superhero losing their powers and getting them back. Mm-hmm. It's, it is I'm old sure. hat, but this yeah. movie does it so nonchalantly, it's almost like a side thing, that I, I kept forgetting <laughs> she was losing her powers.
1: Well, it's so nuanced because it, it starts with the she can't break the lock, when they're breaking mm-hmm. into the hangar that they're going into. Which I thought, okay, that's weird because they never overtly talk about her losing her powers like that.
3: Yeah. It's like, just I-
1: kinda you
3: know, yeah, yeah, like it was kind of lost on me. Like, I didn't really understand that's what was happening. I thought she was just having some trouble with mm-hmm. some things until it, they were very specifically like, Oh no, this you're losing
1: your powers. I was like, Oh, okay, oh that's yeah, I wasn't happening. until she because okay.
0: she gets shot and then she kind of fairly acknowledges that way. This is not supposed to affect mm-hmm. me as much as this.
1: So, so was it that the 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 dream was sapping her actual power and giving it to Baran? Or no, is it uh, her no, wish uh, for bringing Steve yeah, back? Like, it, it,
0: what is it tied to? It's just the direct yeah. monkey's paw. Of that's what she's given up for Steve. Because she gets her powers, but as soon as she gets rid of Steve, as soon as she rescinds her wish, which because I mean, that's, that's the thing is that anyone can rescind her wish at any time. Apparently, Is it, renounce all to... my wish. Yes, um, she, you know, there's that scene where she sort of leaves him behind and runs off, and that's when she goes to the flying mm-hmm. scene, and it's you know, it's like,
3: and then the the actual guy in his body appears and goes, "Hey, what's happened?
2: Yeah. Hey!
0: Hey, use Wonder Woman! <laughs> what, why is he from Brooklyn? What? I don't
2: know, <laughs> no, why not? Yeah. Uh, in yeah.
1: the... I think in the credits he's listed as Handsome Guy, so... Like, <laughs> why, why isn't Handsome Guy from Brooklyn?
2: Yeah. He dresses like uh-huh.
1: a pirate, like, and they there's could've... that.
3: Why not like throw in, like a little reference, like make it Guy Gardner or something
0: that like uh, that... <laughs> Matt would have exploded, I, I and
1: would've... I mean sexually. <laughs> and then they, I mean, Jesus. but see, they'd already ruined Cheetah, so why not ruin <laughs> Guy Gardner at this point? Yeah. You know, like
0: Guy Gardner was just a body that Steve Trevor inhabited once uh-huh. for sex, and that was that's all he ever had in the DC Universe hey they, they,
1: he, they, they killed he carries that around as a as a thing because he remembers now he's like hey i, I kind of slept with wonder open one time hey
0: hey, like, Matt, hey up, they bird. killed off jimmy olsen without even naming him in one scene all in right. Batman v superman so it's not like this universe is uh known for treating know, all his characters with respect
1: i know but um yeah cheetah that whole thing just it bummed me out because again i knew it wasn't going to be you know, my ideal Cheetah origin, but I thought it would mm-hmm. be close because there's pieces there from the trailer. Again, yep. the Barber and what have you done? Like, there's a, a tragedy there. Or even, like, I kind of wanted a werewolf-style transformation Ooh, to Cheetah. Yeah. Well, and actually, we don't yeah, I, I, I thought of
0: that because I was thinking that, okay, if you're going to do a gradual thing where you can see she's starting mm-hmm. to change throughout the movie, which you could argue that she, I, I mean, I think her hair does change color slightly at one point, but that's about a bit a
1: little bit and yeah. like her eyes get a little bit darker, but, but like her yeah. full on kind it's of fat eyes when but, she gets angry. There's never any
0: like fur, there's never any sort of deformation no. or anything like that. Right. And I was thinking like, okay, you probably could do a sudden transformation if you actually show us a Jekyll and Hyde style scene where she yeah. becomes cheetah, right? If you do the you know like a werewolf transformation, like if you do like uh, American Wolf in London, do that scene, but with her becoming cheetah Like, that would at least make sense that when, because the way it is in the movie, Wonder Woman shows up to the fancy secret island that has this big special satellite that Maxwell, this is so freaking 90s, right? (laughs) Uh, This whole plot. But she shows up at the island, and she's just already this cheetah monster for no reason. Hmm.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, we'll we'll get to that later, but I think it's so funny how, uh, yeah... (laughs) Like Maxwell Lord finds that out. He just happens to be in the, like, the president's office, and like as he's walking out, he goes, hey, what's oh. that?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> also, not to jump to the end, but when Max does go back, and he just wanders into the White House to look for his kid. Yeah. I'm just like, wait, the kid just hangs out in the White House grounds? <laughs> what the hell, I mean, Yeah, this movie, like, again, I liked it more than you guys did, right, up until... <laughs> the third act i guess you could call it like once the max lord stuff really starts hitting we go to the island and they mess with cheetah and it's just the fight's not even that good and i thought yeah. she drowned her at one point you know and then yeah. the whole max lord thing where he starts glowing and i'm just like this has become every superhero trope i don't like because yeah. i was kind of having fun with a also- lot of this stuff point
0: did it kind of sound like Wonder Woman was killing cheetah because she said I'm sorry before she electrocuted her but I then she I was hilarious. just and then she was just fine like immediately
1: or, or or if she had given her like you know CPR or something so it shows like she still cares for the woman that is the monster. Oh that's it, Diana and there's no ending know?
0: I mean she turns back into Barbara Ann but there's like no real ending. All she does is like sort of sit up right. and look at the sunset. Like that's it. That's the entire <laughs> ending of Cheetah's story in this movie. It's nothing. Now
1: she's chasing that that high of becoming a cheetah woman. <laughs> needs um, well, that's the other thing.
0: Even though neither, neither of the villains die, so they might be back in three. Although, given they're probably <laughs> a time jump again, probably not. Um, it does feel like we're still stuck in this this nineties attitude of villains can't be reoccurring. They have to just be one and done's and that's a very nineties Batman movie thing that I hate.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is, and they and one gets more precedent over the other.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like. Um and so we get way more development for Lord, but it is uh for Max Lord, but, but it still isn't even that good development. Like it's no. <laughs> you know, but we got Simon Stag, so that was cool. I did like that they it's just a little but thing, I I but I, I, I just
0: yeah, I appreciate it's it's part of just like a universe thing in the background. I yeah. like that Simon Stag and Stag Industries was I, there. That's nice, right? I, right.
1: Really I, I, like that. I don't think I recognize him. Oh, it's so, just a DC
0: thing that's around.
1: Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's an evil like CEO type when you need it, and his yeah. his son-in-law is Metamorpho. So oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the, most recently,
0: that, most recently, he was in he the, was Terrifics. the Terrifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, so like, yeah. so so the fact that like, that was the guy that was bankrolling the company, which <clears> I still don't understand how Max Lord was working it. He was like, uh, so before we move on. Oil, I just, but not I just really.
0: compare it to nineties Batman movies. Just made me think of something, like a yeah. statement that I want to say that's really sad, but I think is true. I think Poison Ivy and Batman Robin is a better Poison Ivy than the cheetah is in this Wonder Woman movie. Well
2: she
1: is. No, she is, because she is Pamela Isley that gets but through tragedy, through the green, and and or, or is plant powers. As goofy as uh, yeah. as
0: goofy as it is, yeah. it is, is is overplayed for the, the, the silly sexuality as it is, it's still yeah. more poison ivy than this cheetah is cheetah. Yeah, yeah. So she's
1: I, yeah, go
3: ahead. I I got a question. The um the uh, Max Lord's company, was it like black something? Black gold. But with this with, with double C's instead of a K. Yeah, and was that like a reference to something? Like, I kept thinking... I don't think so. Like, I don't know, like and it I made didn't... me think of like blue and gold from Justice I, League. I, I know, feel like it like... probably
0: is a reference is because I believe that Johns will pull from the weirdest, most obscure yeah, well, places.
1: He did notice, which it, it did get a reaction from me when Diana said, yeah, we need like guardians of hope and love. No, like ah, that's a John's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that that's a
1: John thing right there. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up this black gold because I still don't understand how that uh company worked because he was gonna be like, yeah, you give me your money, and I'm yeah. gonna invest in oil, and then we'll all be rich. Which again was the thing I appreciated most about the movie was it was this take on the cultural excesses of the '80s, like when we mm. look back on it, the whole Wall Street thing, and like. It's it's uh, yeah. the beginning scene of her where she's going through DC and it, well, like, to, to, people to, are just kind
0: of to boil that down yeah. into just sort of the core theme that I think I actually like that the movie's trying to do, although it fails miserably, mm-hmm. is the whole idea that all of that is about deceiving people and convincing us of something that's not true. So the idea, of the theme of the movie being truth, and the idea that the whole the whole ending right. is that one who has to convince everyone that only truth is important, and that's what the the the, the prologue scene because you, you, they want Hippolyta back for a scene. They want uh, uh, What's her face from uh, House of Lies okay, back? Be- in- for for scene, yeah. Well, Matt, you make it score, you make it score, you mate <laughs> Right. They want them back for a scene. So I feel like every Wonder Woman movie is gonna have a flashback at the start to set up the themes of the movie just so we can see Themyscira again. Which is fine. Yeah. It's not good. I, did, I didn't
1: find that scene for what it was. Um I mean the whole point of that scene was you can't take shortcuts, which is exactly what Max Lord wanted to do. Um so yeah, I, I, and to tie it more ultimately
0: into the... It, fit, it, the theme of the movie. But to tie it back in where the key words of the theme is that taking a shortcut means that you didn't really win, therefore it's not a true victory. And truth is right. important. You know, truth is be-all, right. end-all, right? Right. Uh, so I, I hate the gold suit, um, especially since right. they set it up as something that could literally survive the armies of everyone on Earth as the, as, the, as all the Amazons evacuated back to Themyscira. But one fight with Cheetah in, like, a minute, Meant she had to abandon the wings. <laughs> it's <don't
2: laughs> like the third
3: way. Like they're giving her like a third option to fly. Like she fly <laughs> by herself in a plane or with a suit with wings.
1: <laughs> so many options. Yeah. yeah,
0: so many wing options.
1: Um. But yeah, no, that that suit was fine. But yeah, you're right. With Cheetah just destroying it the way she did, i was just like, come on. Like this, this fought the, the armies of men with with hysteria, You know, uh. So, but I do like that. Anytime Wonder Woman pulls from like history or or, or a story that feels like history, because that feels very much the Amazonian myth that they've told us. And to I DC.
0: hate to I hate to keep comparing this to Batman and Robin and other like movies like that. But honestly, this outfit is just here to sell more toys at the end, and it felt a lot like at the end of those Batman movies where all of a sudden they've got different outfits just because we need more toys to sell. That's what it felt like because it, it was they had sure. one scene to introduce it, and I'm like, see if they'd never introduced that outfit, I would never have like. Even thought about the fact that she might need a different outfit at the end like why did she need that outfit when she went to the well, island I,
1: I almost wish they didn't make it part of the marketing right like i like guess they were so yeah they were so gung-ho yeah. about it that it was i mean when i went to watch it on hbo max it was right there on you know the the thumbnail so it's like ah oh, come on um but no uh just yeah, the whole max lord thing kind of not that it upset me because i I get it all but just him becoming a genie still doesn't sit well with me like but like uh,
3: wait it's also like super weird like his wish was to become
1: the rock yeah so he could why would you wish for that (laughs) because he wanted the full power of the rock so he could grant (laughs) people's wishes because ultimately max lord wants to be seen as a great man and he doesn't like he doesn't start off maliciously he's not like Trying to defraud people, so sure. ultimately he wants to help people, and that's where the rock comes in. Which again, it's this complexity I wasn't expecting. They just kind of don't go anywhere with yeah, it cause because I was, he starts falling apart. I was expecting
0: it to give him telepathy because that's you know mm-hmm. what I typically know of was yeah. having, right? And it didn't, and I wasn't in love with the whole wish thing, but at least when. But it got to the point where the entire world was starting to be in chaos because everyone's mm-hmm. wishes were starting to come true. Right. I thought, okay, this chaos reminds me of like a Maxwell Lord plot. The idea that he yeah. causes all this chaos because he's like you know, I was thinking back to uh what was that story with Amazo? Uh or not Amezo, sorry, Eclipso. Back in uh, early rebirth, yeah. uh the yeah, crossover. That
1: was, uh, Justice League yeah. Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Damn, they could've used the black diamond.
0: Nah, that's on Stargirl. Uh oh, is it? oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah
1: i need to watch star girl is that in continuity <laughs> with the movies though no no, no but still <laughs> so Tim, i love i love eclipso just as a concept which okay. again this was eclipso this was giving people their heart's desire yet corrupting them yeah i can see that i didn't even no. think about it until pete just brought that up Shoot. <laughs> anyways yeah
2: so
3: like how exactly it works it's like. It, 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 it feels, like, overly complicated. It's like, all right, you have to be touching him, and then you have to make a wish, and then if you make a wish to him, he gets to, like, make a wish on you? Or, like, what what is it? No, I, I, I think I'm he gets...
0: Sure. Does, does he get to choose what it takes, like, the monkey's <laughs> paw side of it, like, what, what he gets in return? Or... And the whole touching thing is kind of weird, because they try to, like, okay, technically, these... Uh, the, the signals from the, the, the satellite are touching... Technically, yeah, so they're, they're particles. Yeah, this it's a particle beam, which is such, like... a, which is such a stretch. Quite frankly, uh, that, that's
1: yeah. action movie science. Yeah, that is
0: just I was like, nonsense. Well, did
1: Stretch Armstrong right? this part? But, of you're, the but, but <laughs> you're right,
0: because after he comes back from Africa, he comes back from Egypt specifically. He, he he's in the White House and he makes a white, he makes the president like you know a wish something and blah blah blah. And is this
3: specifically supposed to be Reagan. Like I don't
1: know. It's a Reagan. It's a Reagan ideologue. I mean, we got to go with yeah. the.
0: Hey, because I, I wasn't sure
3: if it's like oh no this is literally the real world this is Reagan or is it like well you know like you know in comic books they're like well we don't want to have the actual president yeah. it's kind of a
0: it's just similar know. yeah
3: because if so I was like why does like Reagan look more realistic in Call of Duty than like
1: this guy <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. no I just I feel it was a Reagan type because they talked about when when uh, he was talking with the preacher that was in well, there to talk with the I, president. I think...
0: When it's yeah. not a real president, when you just make your own movie version, it's easier just to sort of like have a blanket assumption that we're all yeah. going to at least either respect or like him. I think if you make it actually Reagan, immediately a large portion of the audience yes. going to have an opinion on him. Uh, Very true. Right, right, right. So um, that's why you do that because you. Cause, I mean, unless you want everyone to be like, yeah, the president's a bit of a scumbag," which you know <laughs> right. that would maybe get the effect of. But uh, right. so, um, but yeah, we have to talk about the, the c- c- section in Africa. Which, by the way, the section in Egypt where, for some reason, Diana and Steve are able to fly back to DC within a day uh, from, from Egypt. Like, the timeline is all wonky in the travel it, here. It
1: is real wonky, but we got to put uh homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark with her climbing <laughs> into the truck and them trying to get to her. That's it. So-
0: There's something very uh, uh, controversial about this scene, this action scene uh, mm-hmm. towards oh. the end of it. Um, and I was un- unfamiliar with this myself. Uh, mm-hmm. just, I've read about this in the past few days, but um, so there was a there was an incident in Israel, I think it was Probably. in 2014. And Gal Gadot is a very outspoken supporter of the IDF and right. their 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 general tactics or whatever. Um, but there was an incident where some children were killed in a a missile attack in a street. So this scene here, where Wonder Woman kind of swoops in and saves some kids, and admittedly the missile's not aiming for them. The missile's shot so she can lasso onto it to get there. But some people have raised the idea that this is a little bit tone deaf at the very best oh. that this is even here.
1: I I could see that, but again, it's one Woman saving people. I, I think and maybe you didn't need to fire the missile. She <laughs> could a, have found any other way to get there. It's
0: fast. a it's a bit closer, and then on top of that, you have the just the, the generic sort of stereotypes of the you know the the, the guy that yeah. Max goes to see. He's like, ah, oh, keep these foreigners outside of my borders and all that stuff. He says, yeah, like <laughs>
3: that was. Yeah, like, that was strange. And then, like, uh, yeah, like, once you, like, you know, skip ahead, like, once everyone's making their wishes, like, they just have to, like, cut to, like, you know, a terrorist-looking guy wishing for nuclear Mm -hmm. weapons. Like, I was like, just why even, like, why even have that? Here's the thing. That was
1: one of the 80s things I brought up, too, that was, like, I get it in the 80s. Yeah, but now you know, thirty years later, we all kind of know better. Yeah, th- this comes yeah. up a
0: lot with movies where I'll say that you know when I watch an older movie that I love and I'll notice something like this, where it's it's very kind of problematic. I'm like, I kind of, I don't forgive it for it, but I sort of accept that it's the time, and I'm like, okay, I would never accept this now, but you know, you just acknowledge it. You still love it for the reasons why you love it, but you acknowledge that there's a problem yeah. here. Um, right. setting the movie in the '80s is not an excuse to bring back these stereotypes, and it's not an excuse no. to do these things, and it's. It is a problem. It is, and you know, and it's also kind of weird, because like, when it's montaging around all the people making wishes, there's like a there's a guy who basically wishes that all the Irish people die, or something, or, yeah. or the or the woman wishes that, and then he wishes she has a heart attack and but, she's literally dying in the background every time we cut to him.
3: Yeah, that also felt like a little stereotype
0: to yeah. me, because
3: like I the like troubles. I mean I don't know if he's yeah, well like, I don't know if he's like specifically drunk, but it looks like the kind of thing someone say like oh yeah like a drunk Irish wife beater or you know what I mean like. I was yeah. like, that's uh, not like again. Just like, w- why are we opening up these cans of worms? Like, why not just cut to someone wishing for a million dollars, like most people would be doing?
0: Yeah, especially since like, I I don't know, like, do we really have to ha- go to Egypt for all this? I mean, it, it kind of feels like they they wanted this action scene of like driving down the desert road, right. and well, they, they, they just, had to... they, right. just molded well, it to make sure that happened somehow.
1: Well, they and they wanted the, the image of the pyramids right because you gotta know you know but again why not make this Kirak or, uh, or, or
0: Kandak or
1: something or or any yeah. any of the Middle Eastern fictional that yeah <laughs> that DC has you know and then you can even like sure that doesn't excuse the overgeneralization of certain cultures but at least it's not Egypt yeah you know so yeah yeah I, I, I don't know and that that's again it's these things <clears throat> that when I see John's name tied to I'm wondering how much input he actually had, because it doesn't feel like that stuff like he I mean, uh, could have changed.
0: Yeah, you uh, know, because uh, yeah, the worry is is like, is it, is this because he didn't have enough input, or is this because he had too much? Is it too more much. his fault? Because right. that's that's even because more then, worrying in a lot right, of ways. Because
1: then I read, you know, three Jokers, and it's probably one of the things I've liked least from him, and now mm. it makes me wonder here, like, has, has he lost it? Does he not have his fastball I anymore?
0: Know. I don't know. I, it, so, it's, it's a weird thing, but I guess a different medium. That said, Star Girl was pretty good for the most part, and yeah, I am looking yeah. forward. to Well, maybe two. that's
1: taking all of his energy. Yeah, you know, like who, I don't who knows? Know. I mean, the fact now that you told me the Black Diamond's involved... now like, admittedly
0: that's that's more of a tease for season two. So, but does yeah. but still,
1: it's it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, that's it, also a that's, character
3: he's very like close to. Like, yeah, of course, yeah yeah yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so of course, that's getting all of his energy. But again, the dude came from movies. Like he was Richard Donner's yeah. assistant, so like he knows better in certain stuff. So like that's where I I, kind of I, I, really I would know.
0: I, I would believe that in a movie context, he has a lot more people mm-hmm. to answer to than a TV show yeah. where he's the showrunner. So exactly that does make some sense, but at the same um, time, he could be equally responsible for some of this bad stuff. So either way,
1: yeah, he could be right. And and, and too. I mean, her name's all over this. Oh, too. absolutely. So she shouldn't be able to get out scot free. Um. Yeah. That. that, that I,
0: yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's weird. I I, so yeah, the Maxwell Lord stuff. Uh, uh the, obviously, at least a fight at the White House was between Wonder Woman and mm-hmm, she's not cheating. Yeah, it's just Barbara Ann with super yeah. strength.
1: But yeah, and I and I did like uh, her telling Steve, "Don't hurt them. It's not their fault."
0: Yeah, you know, no, which is very I appreciate a Max that. Max
1: Lordy, because he'll take over people's minds. And yeah, the superheroes have to not hurt those people. You know, which I did like. Do, do you want um, to... The, do you
0: wonder yeah. if they avoided the telepathy thing because they were worried it'd be too close to the season one of uh, Jessica
1: Jones with the uh, maybe the villain in that, maybe or they just have this idea for like an eighties wish <clears throat> thing Yeah, that, maybe. that to me the the wish thing goes more with the theme of the movie of the truth and whatnot it does yeah than, than well, telepathy I mean, so we...
0: to be fair though when Max makes people believe certain things and then like, truth still a big factor in that you could you, you, no. you could just change it a little bit to make it work
1: again you you could change this but again for the theme of the movie i don't think it's necessarily as bad because they still we still got some max 40 tropes here i mean had they had his nose start bleeding i would have preferred it more than his eye with (laughs) a massive stye or his ear falling off like you know he starts to become a ghoul from you know some stuff so
0: yeah and um, i think it was a little bit weird that like like, I, I like the reveal at the end where she, Wonder Woman makes this big speech as he's, like, standing, you know, mm-hmm. absorbing all the power from everyone making their wishes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is the reveal that she's got the lasso on the camera, the idea that she's telling the world. She's telling the world mm-hmm. the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. and makes everyone rescind their wishes. Okay, fine, right? I'm, I'm okay with the, the lasso secretly attached <laughs> to something. Uh, uh,
1: also, I know humans, and no human, not every is going to renounce their
0: no, wish. No, not at all. I'm mean, oh, I mean, on
1: social media. I yeah. see the worst of
3: it. So. You would be lucky if you got forty percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you would be. I mean, no. I mean, some wishes, but they're not all bad. Like there was that one guy who wished for a farm, and then it's the Bunky's <laughs> paw part was that it just appeared like a bunch of cows just appeared sure. in yeah. the middle of the street. It's like okay, that wasn't a bad, that wasn't a nasty wish. Like he wants a farm. No, That's fine. <laughs> but it, and
1: again, it speaks to the selfish, you know, the excess culture and and yeah. all this type of stuff. You know, so so again, but yeah um that whole thing i i love the truth aspect of wonder woman but i still feel that was a little bit too it falls it falls
0: yeah it falls flat at the end because it doesn't they don't earn it, and it feels poorly written and just slap dash i like the intent of it i don't think it actually works um and that's 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 a shame um is there any bits or things i mean we've not talked about that we should uh
1: just I did like her going through the pictures. You have the picture with her with old Edda. Sure, okay, sure. Cool. Oh, actually, really
0: nice. I hated that they just go to someone for the research scene where they explain yeah. that this, 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 this stone has destroyed civilizations in the Mind past.
1: You, that was you, she works <laughs> at a museum. She works at the, at the Sony. <laughs> Literally any of them of the scientists that worked there could have been like, hey, I found this thing. Hey, thanks, random research scientist. Like, no, we had to go find this weird dude that lives in a shack you know like yeah that was a there's a, There's an almost like fun good movie in here if you don't let certain things bother you but like it left me going like why did you guys do that like there's certain decisions <laughs> that like just sitting from my couch I feel like you certain tweaks and it changes the movie for the better
3: so I, it it's very baffling to me when you get movies like this which like you know I think even someone that like enjoyed the movie i i feel like you you'd have to like recognize that there is like you know very obvious flaws just like you know in terms of like structure and pacing and you know and that, and that kind of stuff like so and and again it's not like these are you know like typical the people involved like it's not like typical filmmakers that you think uh you know would deliver something like this so it's just uh i, I don't know it's very surprising to me I, on like the, that, I mean you
0: know. i don't even know if i've mentioned that it's two and a half hours long yeah which is far too long yeah. um, <laughs> but just on the on the pacing and the structure i mean i talked about act one being super long and it taking tons of time to set things up just to put that in perspective mm-hmm. i think when i checked the runtime around the egypt section that was like 90 minutes into the movie yeah uh, that's how like it takes so much time to introduce steve coming back to introduce cheetah and maxwell lord going around to all his business meetings and getting because because we even talk about the fact that there's like a 10 minute section where he's trying to like get to the storm because it's in barbara's office and they're at a party like, and he's kind of
1: trying to get there and and he seduces her he seduces too. barbara <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah
1: like which again that's part of kind of for, for barbara at, at a point because she is kind of that nerdy trope right like it's there not that it's right or whatever or that that's all warner brother dc movies tend to do mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like um, i just i I, yeah, I mean a
0: whole... i'm looking forward to suicide squad and batman because i really yeah. like the directors involved in them mm-hmm. but this is confirmed to me that i should have no faith in warner brothers dc <laughs> movies on a, a blanket state well, because quite frankly like even away from the Snyderiness of the other movies that have came before now this clearly proves that they don't have an idea of what they're really doing as a whole, and it's going to be case by case basis. And this, unfortunately, one that felt like a more of a safe bet because the first movie, yeah. with some complaints, did have was overall pretty good. And I, I, I feel like they shit the bed. I, I, I can't believe like how much of a, a, yeah. a train wreck this like,
1: is. It, it almost makes you wonder what the reasons for pushing it were. Yeah. It's almost like they had a little bit of less faith in it than they thought, so that's why they could keep kicking it. So, it was... so they couldn't
0: like, at least like improve the CG on Cheetah in the year that it was delayed? Right. <laughs> that's
1: not. I, I was going to make a joke earlier, and the we kind of but like, so a J.J. Abrams-produced Superman movie does nothing for you, Pete? <laughs> J.J.'s
0: movie career's not been the most like, I mean, it's had some pot highs, but it's had some yes, serious lows. I know. Yeah. That's why I know,
1: that's why I said it, which I'm, I'm excited just because I want a good I... Superman movie. I I'm holding up hope that I'm going to get one in my lifetime. I do feel like Um,
0: and I'm not saying that everyone who said they enjoyed this is is this way. I'm not so don't think this is me insulting you if you like this movie. But I do feel there's a very extreme portion of the internet and I see this with the CW shows a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Is that just having a costume and some character names is enough to please some people no this is great how dare you badmouth that's just a hater. Just a hater because you don't like everything that's shoveled to you. I see
1: this on social media a lot too especially when it comes to Star Wars there's a contingent of people that hate stuff no matter what, and then there's, there's the opposite contingent who, because the contingent hates something, now they have to love it.
0: They have to love everything. And,
1: and it's like, well, now you guys are making it hard to have a discussion because, like, I want to talk about this movie and what worked and what didn't work, but mm-hmm. all I saw was the most, like, vitriolic, like, this is a terrible movie and I can't believe I wasted time to, Oh my God! This is the best Warner Brothers DC movie they've made, and I'm like, <laughs> where's so the weird. middle? Because that's where I feel, and even Pete's, where he called it a mess and stuff. I felt like coming into this, I thought he was gonna be more positive on it. So at least Pete, you had nuance in in your opinion on I, it. I
0: like to think you know? I usually do. I, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, 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 it's 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 a frustrating thing because like, and I want to make this clear as well because I feel like there's 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 a risk. Now admittedly, they're fast tracking three and. Mm-hmm. Pres- presumably at least enough people have signed up for hbo max that they've seen this as a success but yeah there was a worry that if one of these movies came out if wonder woman 84 came out or black widow comes out and i think black Widow's pretty safe because it's some you know marvel is pretty safe at this point but mm-hmm. there's a worry that they may oh wait this failed oh well i guess female superheroes can't work anymore so yeah. we're talking about so well, i want to make it very clear that yeah. Female superhero movies, much like a lot of the male ones that have sucked, should be allowed to have a bad movie once in a while and still get yeah. more chances oh, and be made, right? That's... I agree, and
1: I, but see, sure. I feel the reaction to this one is a lot different than the reaction to, say, Captain Marvel. Because I feel yeah. there was a built-in people that wanted to hate Captain Marvel for existing, no Definitely. matter what. Oh, Captain Marvel's
0: but... better than this. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. It, it's a, you know, but that movie still has problems. It has and problems, we be but allowed it's... to talk about the problems, like you just said, with, like, the problems that were in Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like, I do
0: think with certain movies, there's like a contingent of people who yeah. need it to be good because, right. like, because it represents something to them or it's mm-hmm. important to them. Um, and any critique of it whatsoever is yeah. try to like speak against that. And it's not like I think you know, for for Captain Marvel, there's people who want to hate it because they're just like misogynist assholes. And then right. there's people who won't accept any critique because to them it's like oh, it's really important and they finally had a character like mm-hmm. this on the big screen. Um, I Captain Marvel is a decent movie uh, with some really good stuff, but some kind of weird stuff as well. Um, yeah,
1: it's very mid-range Marvel movie. But, like, it's not, it's,
0: yeah. but this is a mess. This is just a straight-up yeah, mess. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, this, is, this is, again, like, I'd much rather watch this again than have to watch uh, Doctor Strange, and I like Benedict Cumberna- Cumberbatch. I like a lot of the stuff in there, but the movie, just re-watching again before Endgame, just didn't work for me. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's a magical doctor, it's just the movie itself. Had problems, and I feel here with Wonder Woman, parts of it did work for me, but the parts that didn't work really didn't work. To the part where it left me like a lot of questions, where I said like, because when you're at home, you can kind of get on your phone, and when you're at the movies, <clears throat> that's what I like that like you're you're in to the movie, like you're yeah, not you're forced. On your phone yeah. So for the first about forty-five minutes, I stayed off my phone, but as more weird stuff started happening through this, mm-hmm. I I started to go and check some certain things, and it just was like, it couldn't even hold my attention that long, which is, the, I think, a problem. Yeah,
0: the, the, around the 40-45 minute mark, the pacing really started to feel a bit yeah. Amy.
3: I, I think about halfway through, we stopped uh, to take our dogs on a walk, and then uh, when we got back, I was like, all right, let's finish this up, and then I looked at the runtime, I was like, how do I have an hour left? How
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> we'll see, but then there's something, like, I, I watched Chef this morning. I woke up, and I, I've been in a very, uh, very John Favreau mood, you know, after the Mando and whatnot. Oh. And I forgot how much of that movie, because of the pacing, is him before he has the food truck. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, it's paced super well that when it was almost over, I was like, wait, how do I only have two minutes left? <laughs> right? Granted, that's a 90-minute movie. And yeah. I mean, honestly,
0: a big problem with but... modern movies in general is the idea of momentum and pacing, because there's so many movies that feel like they're just kind of, like, you know, sluggishly moving along until things kind of happen. Um, and it's a it's a it's a lost art okay. form to a lot of directors for some reason. But it is. Uh, it is. But anyway, I feel like we've more or less talked about everything. Uh,
1: uh, oh, we have oh, oh, sorry, Tim. Uh-oh. Yes. Wishmaster.
3: Well, uh, what about my favorite DC character,
0: Alistair? Oh. <laughs> so-
3: <laughs> oh yes. <yeah>, so- <laughs> mid
0: credit sequence. Okay. Yes. Yes.
3: Wait no, I thought you were talking about the kid. Yeah. yeah, the
0: kid, Alistair. Oh, the kids. All right. Asteria.
1: Yeah, Asteria's is critic.
0: the to who? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so
1: maybe we shouldn't have had two characters. It's a very similar names. but yeah. I learned <laughs> after I wrote a script in and, and intro to screenwriting where I had a like a Joe and a John. The teacher was like, maybe give them different names that start with different letters. You know, yeah. That aren't so similar. Sure. Yeah. There you
0: go. Yeah. So they had a Linda Carter, Carter cameo, uh, in the mid-credit scene
1: sure i
2: liked
0: it that's fine no, that was fine yeah, um it's, it's fine yeah uh yeah you know, yeah it was a bit of fan you nod but whatever that was harmless
1: yeah but um, like i, I kind of want that sometimes like i feel like when you have linda no, carter i mean i the think the face of wonder woman she should be involved in somewhat and i a, i so think good.
0: a yeah. mid a post credit scene is the perfect place for a little mm-hmm. bit of this like a little bit right. of just it's just a bit of harmless yeah. fan service on its own doesn't affect but, the like, movie that much you know
1: no it doesn't work. Or if she would have made her her boss at the museum. Something sure. like that, where she's not like a, a full-on character. Because I, I liked her showing up on Supergirl when she did. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. all the things ago. go. Like, that was a lot of fun. So. Yeah.
0: um, But yeah. Hooey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but I would even mention that Max basically gives up because he realizes he wants to be a good father because he's been a shitty dad. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, they can have like two scenes with him as a kid. One where he's nice to him, one where he's kind of a dick. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. So, which, by the way, is he going to face any repercussions for almost ending the world in nuclear <laughs> holocaust? Because, did I remind you that while well, this is all going on, you literally see people at the Pentagon and stuff, like, okay, launch the nukes, Russia's launched in theirs. Well,
1: and they're getting <laughs> nukes out of nowhere. Like, that's yeah, part I of love... the plot point is that they're the Soviets realize... They're, yeah, they're, they're wishing
0: for nukes. Yeah, as, you the, wish. the Soviets,
1: as you wish. As you wish. As <laughs> the Soviets are, are getting... Like, oh, they have more yeah. nuclear weapons. Now we have to launch a strike. And now we have what, to
0: have a do, counter strike. So you know what I love? I love every time I see nukes being launched from Russia, it's always like in front of, or behind like a like a recognizable building. I'm like really the nukes are there in the city, they're not like on the outskirts
2: somewhere. <laughs> They're either
1: in the walls of Saint Petersburg or they're at the Kremlin. Those yeah, are the only two it, places. It, they're just like
3: yeah. a giant bear statue, who, like the head pulled back.
0: And... Because the
3: equivalent,
1: the
0: equivalent is as if it was like launching the nukes in the US if they were coming from behind the White House. That's the equivalent of this. I
2: don't
0: oh, believe yeah. so. Not now. Sorry. I
3: thought they they came out of uh, the president's eyes on Mount Washington.
2: Yeah, Mount <laughs> yeah. Rushmore. <laughs>
0: one thing I want to say, <laughs> what strikes me about our conversations over the last, like, 90 minutes is how little of it's actually been about Wonder Woman herself.
3: Yeah, that's a yeah, shame. It, it definitely feels
1: like...
3: No. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Oh, no, it it definitely feels like an afterthought. Like, he, like at, at first I thought, oh, this might be a... Like, I, I don't know, I, I thought Cheetah was going to be bigger, and that it might be a cheetah-focused movie with Wonder Woman, which I, I think could still work, but then it really quickly devolves into, uh, you know, the Maxwell Lord show, which, I I don't know, it's, I think is a very weird choice.
1: Well, oh, I just think Gal's fine as Wonder Woman, but she's not, like, next-level, scene-stealing <laughs> type. Like, sure. she has but, a charisma, but it's not the same kind of, like, she's very su- movie charisma. Yeah, she's supposed to be
0: the, the, the lead, though. She's supposed to be the protagonist yeah. of the story, and, like, her emotional arc is tied completely... To getting over her boyfriend from sixty years ago, <laughs> which feels a bit of a stretch in the first place as it is. So ultimately, although in a couple of action scenes which aren't that great and a couple of moments where she learns something new or has a new outfit, it feels fairly superficial. And you compare that to—I mean, the first movie has a terrible third act. I hate the third act in the first movie, yeah, but, but she's more of a character. But you, can, but you compare it to the movie overall. And in the first movie, her presence makes such a change in everyone around her. She inspires this hope and truth and all these things. You know, that No Man's Land scene is basically perfect. And the idea that she has this effect in everyone and her presence does that. In this movie, she's kind of just so caught up in her own jet, like, selfishness. I mean, even the first time, like, the, it's when they do the research scene when it's like, oh, the Mayans, like, wipe themselves out with a stone, blah, blah, blah. Right? When they do that scene, the first time they mention that everyone has to give back what they took, for things to yeah. go back to normal, that's the only way to fix it. She immediately started like saying, "Nah, I don't think that'll work." She immediately tried to talk her way out of it. I'm like, you're coming off as really selfish right now. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just it felt weird to me.
1: Also, as a history nerd, that's not how the Mayans went down. So, sure, like, I take umbrage with that. I mean, I, I just pulled
0: Mayans out my ass. Today. I don't know if that's who they actually no, said no, no. in the movie. They, they did. That's the Mayans, they, okay? They,
1: they basically gave the stone credit for taking out every major civilization. Which, because they look through the you know, the archives, and they can see this, this <laughs> stone. Mind you, they didn't know the stone existed ten minutes before this. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of dumb movie but, stuff
0: in this. A lot of dumb but movie again, stuff.
1: Yeah, they, they could have, again, human greed is what caused the end of these empires, and it's tied to the stone because it gives them everything they want. And boom, it's a, it's a fix. Like, I don't understand how this got out without yeah. any notes. I really don't. Uh, or maybe these were the strange. notes. this was the noted version, that's...
0: that's not good. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear.
3: I just got back a copy of the script that said, More Wishes!
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, actually, just to wrap this up before we get to ratings, I, I did tweet out halfway through the movie that this was basically a Wishmaster reboot to Tim, because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, because well, once it became him like asking more people, and he's like, Do you wish for something? And I'm like, This is a Wishmaster <laughs> scene! This is where Wishmaster's yeah. try yeah. to get him to wish for something! Is-
1: so wish. <laughs> so when you guys, when we get off before we, we leave, uh, you guys will have to explain Wishmaster to me because I've okay. never seen it. In fact, <laughs> Connor has seen it. And I haven't. I feel excited, but I also don't know <laughs> if I need to see it. It's so, a fun. Yeah, it's don't a fun worry, watch.
3: I have the four disc collection Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs>
0: okay. We'll get y'all
3: wished up.
2: Uh,
0: there we go. <laughs> oh my. So I'll be honest. I'll whatever I'm going to rate this now. I would have rated a whole point higher if after one of the wishes, Max Willard actually went. I and like really like serious <laughs> hammy you know and he has, he has kind of true scenery but not in that way not in the maniacal way no um, i
1: think i thought he was really good so i think that would have been a little bit weird had he had he gave that over the top <laughs> hamming but i probably would have enjoyed it oh, i don't know
0: i just it was really funny how close to a wishmaster movie it started to become once he started doing all that uh but like i can say Very, uh, uh, there's elements of Batman Forever in here, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin. All these, all the nineties Batman movies, for some reason, (laughs) are all of a sudden in this movie. Uh, There's elements of Spider-Man Three, I think. Uh, There's a lot like, I mean, I think the opening sort of fun cheese is a little bit of seventies Wonder Woman mixed with Christopher Reeve Superman. And if it had kept on that track, I might have ended up loving it. I thought, I I thought I was going to really like this movie in the opening, like twenty minutes.
1: That's the most I really like the movie is that is the opening in there because she, I feel like she's being a superhero. Yep. And I feel like we don't get that a lot in these movies, um, Me too. weirdly Me too. enough. Yes. Uh, Shazam does it, though, but that's the whole point of that
2: movie. Yeah, it was and basically that
0: opening, and then the learn to fly scene now quite late, uh, but that was, that was yeah. basically it. I like some of the ideas, but there we go. I think we're out of time to rate this movie, though. Uh, so, it. Tim, uh, as the non-regular unconscious in <laughs> the multiverse, uh, you can go first. What are you rating Wonder Woman 80- 1984 out of 10? Uh,
3: well, first I just want to say that uh, you know in this movie she works at the Smithsonian, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't. know, it Kind of seems like she is working at the Wishsonian. Um...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I knew I that... Give
2: that pun. <laughs> a, I, ten out
0: of ten. I knew that was leading to a bad joke. Like yeah, I can tell by the tone of Tim's voice when he's building up to a bad joke. It just. Uh,
3: but yeah, um, I, I mean I, I hate to do it, uh, but I, I, I do feel like I'm gonna have to go fairly low uh again it's, it's just such a mess i feel like um you know I, I like a lot of the performers in this but i just feel like you know the villains and stuff are just aren't really getting the chance to you know really embrace the characters and do like fun interesting stuff and um, yeah like that opening scene is pretty fun but I, again like compared to how much more movie there is it feels like such a, a small piece and then yeah it's just a lot of like stuff that you know doesn't work or is like just weird choices and you know i i feel like a lot of it just doesn't really like look great and uh, i don't know and uh, and again i i like wonder woman i like the first movie uh you know but yeah man this just really didn't do anything for me and uh and, and it's not like it's just like stuff that's like yeah this isn't great but i can see what they're going for here it's a lot of stuff that's just like why why was this a choice that was made like why why did they do that yeah uh so uh, i have to i think i'm gonna have to go like 3.5 honestly um and i don't i i still don't think it's like the worst dc movies like i you know far from it oh superman
0: uh, and suicide squad
3: are both worse yeah exactly yeah
2: yeah (laughs)
3: but um but yeah i mean again like uh, to go from like the first movie, which you said the third act had problems, which yeah I agree, but I still don't think like it was horrible. Like, but I mean, I think you know, the first movie is like a really good example of yeah, like a good DC movie. And then to go to this, it's uh, it's uh, it's troubling,
2: <laughs> it's troubling. Say. Yes, I agree, it's troubling. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> all right, um, uh, Matt, what are you going to rate the movie so, up then?
1: This is going to sound completely generous after Tim's score. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I think I did like it more than you guys just up until that third act, but it, it goes completely off the rails, and they they did my girl Barbara in super super dirty, but I'm I'm still gonna give this a six just because you know um, I also think that grades are dumb, so <laughs> anytime I could anytime I could do this and watch Pete shake his head, <laughs> uh, I well, do.
0: Well, Connor gave it a seven. Connor is like apparently loving the movie, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could have gotten RIP last reading your guys' two thoughts oh. back to back.
0: <laughs> but I think it says something that he is by far the most positive out of us. Yeah. yeah.
1: By far. I mean, him, me him lined up on like Birds of Prey, I don't know how he feels about Shazam, because that layabout didn't see it till late. I know. But I think he lined up on Shazam. I like Shazam. Um, I like Shazam. But I was Wait, way too nice on Aquaman, but Aquaman's the one that, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, jeez, that thing was a mess. So. <laughs>
3: You know. See, I, I think the difference with that is I, I do think Aquaman is definitely a mess, but
1: I think it's a much more fun mess. Than well, this. that's a Aquaman is is me going to talk about going? Yeah, I can eat thirteen dollars worth of stuff by myself, <laughs> and <course>. then feeling <laughs> sick afterwards because it was way too much. And you're like, it was fun while it was I, going on, but now now I I feel oh. sick. First, I feel like Wonder Woman eighty four is like this, it's a mess in a different way. Well, you know, Aquaman,
0: yeah. I wasn't super hot on it at the time. I think I gave it a 6 when mm-hmm. I saw it. I think yeah. it's probably more like a 5 or a 4.5 for me now because it's kind of went down in my... Like, the more I've thought mm-hmm. about it, like, the more I think it mm-hmm. has a lot of big problems. I, I, I damn near fell asleep yeah. during that final CGI war fight underwater because it was just <laughs> dark and boring to watch. Um, Didn't I care bet. about anything going on. But, uh, were we in 84? Like, I think it's a little bit worse still than Aquaman so i i'm going to ignore the eight and just give it a four out of ten <laughs> So, so I, I think this is a four out of ten and i hate to say it i really do uh i i, I was hoping it'd be good I uh, and i there was reason to think it should be good but unfortunately it's kind of it's it feels like we return to a different era where like we're just back in the 90s all of a sudden it's weird um yeah. so uh I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing because like I do think
3: there is stuff you can appreciate like, you know, from those earlier movies. And I do like uh, and again, I think, you know, Marvel, uh, you know, creates really fun, interesting, connected movies. But I don't think that that has to be like, you know, I, I don't like it when everyone is just trying to be the same thing so of course mm -hmm. not yeah uh, yeah i I, I like the trying to be different but again it's you know if it doesn't work unfortunately yeah it
0: has to be different and work it has to be both of those things because there's always some dish bags in the comments you'll say well you want to just be marvel no i'm not saying that i want it to be its own unique thing and good Uh, we want it to be blade no we don't no shut up tim Uh, (laughs) all right i
1: I wouldn't mind i like that first blade a lot if (laughs) you made it this
0: far in the review uh put uh the phrase fanny pack in the, uh, in the comments. Um, now, t- Tim's done... <laughs> Oh, sorry, Matt's not used to this part. Tim will show how, how it's done. Tim, you're going to pose for the thumbnail. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Three, two, one, pose. And now, Matt, for his first time, is going to pose for the thumbnail. Uh, the only rule, Matt, is that your head can't go off the top of the screen.
1: Hold on, I gotta put my
0: finger in the right spot. Yes. You have, to, you have to keep going in, it can't be going off the side. Ah! <laughs> what are you doing? That's on my thumbnail. No, no, I need to be cut around your head, Matt. You, I, I think your head can't be cut. You have to come down a bit. There we go. Right. Okay. Right, three. Uh, have your hand come in towards the middle a bit. Okay. You can't be cut off the side. Right, so in, in, in. No, in the way. <laughs> Matt, we're going to keep doing this until you actually do something that I can actually use. There we go. In a bit, in a bit. Right, down a bit. Right, there we go. Right, that's good. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I'm glad I have to this with Matt regularly, because Jesus Christ. That was a... You can stop now, you can stop.
2: <laughs> right. a, little bit, a little bit was
1: malicious compliance.
0: So. <laughs> Jeez, I had yeah. like three minutes out of the review. <laughs> All uh, right. I hate to see you as a fashion photographer.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Me? Yeah,
3: in a bit. Stop. In a bit. In a bit. Stop
1: being so stupid.
2: <laughs> I get wish results. Pete was a
1: better. I wish Pete was a better fashion photog- photographer.
0: Oh no. <laughs> oh god.
1: that's oh. when his, his face just becomes a camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Matt, your inner child is screaming for, for candy. So show that passion reach for the popsicle or something i don't know what are you
2: talking <laughs> about i don't know <laughs> i don't know to- i'm
1: missing <laughs> a football game right now
0: Ah, oh, boohoo <laughs> all right no. all right that is uh basically the show Uh we mentioned patreon earlier patreon.com slash TV. uh do go over there and support us if you can or hit the like button if not uh, oh do, do both i mean you can hit the like button and go to your patreon the like buttons something you can do regardless of what else you're doing um so, if you're not used to, Obviously, this is a bigger movie that we've all done a review for. Um, me and Tim do a horror movie podcast every week called Screams After Midnight. So, check out that if you want to hear more of our thoughts and stuff. You um, also find the sci-fi movie podcast, uh, The Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment. And, of course, me and Matt, along with Connor, on our weekly DC Comics podcast called Comics from the Multiverse, in which we talk about the new DC books that are out every week. were you doing the Penguin Bat thing from Batman Returns? <laughs>
1: I was I, I was making a, a bird. Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, like, we
1: like the effect. wings on the
0: like the
2: wings
0: on the armor. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> oh, delightful. Um, so check yeah. out uh, colors from the multiverse. Which, if you're listening to the audio, you're on that feed already. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So hopefully you've enjoyed our rambles and talking in depth about Wonder Woman. Um, uh, we tend to do this with the big comic movies when they come out. So the next one, I guess, is Black Widow. Because I don't know if it's anything Maybe. before then. I don't know. Can't uh- remember. <laughs> If it comes out, if it ever comes yeah. out, if the movies come back. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we always appreciate it. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz uh, for channel updates and everything else. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again. Keep watching movies, and if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.